Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 118 and it is Tuesday, May 1st, 2018. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What is going on, y'all? Yes, and once again in the building, we have a very special guest, friend of the show, and the creator of the Hellion comic series, Jim Savard. How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me again. Yes, it's of course. Our, of course, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And as you can see, for those of us, to, for those of you tuning in on Facebook Live, we've got the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Blu-rays out, which means we're talking about Avengers: Infinity War as our main topic. It's going to be a spoiler-filled discussion. So if you haven't seen it yet for some weird reason, uh, put this episode on mute and go ahead and do that. And then come back highest to this later. Gross and opening weekend. They saw it. Oh yeah. Um even higher even higher than uh Black Panther. Black Panther's like was like number five. Mm. Wow. Like it beat the Force of the Force Awakenings had number one. Mm-hmm. Beat it. Nice. Yeah, oh that's for a domestic box office, right? I wanna say, yeah, I wanna say it was domestic. Yeah. Cause I know cause I know Black Panther hit the one billion mark worldwide. Yeah, but that took time. Yeah. It didn't do it in its opening weekend. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I know it's in the top 10 of all time uh, worldwide grosser, grossing films. And Avengers Infinity War will definitely, uh, is on, is, uh, it's on its way. It's going to sink the Titanic. I'm <laughs> pretty sure about that. <laughs> uh, it's, well, yeah, time will tell. Time will certainly tell. Uh, but yeah, we've got uh, uh, Avengers Infinity War on tap as well. Some other, uh, some other uh, nerdy goodness coming at you. Uh, as, always, as always, we're going to get into what we've been up to this past week, beginning, beginning with you, Carl, as you're sharing the episodes everywhere on Facebook. Uh, what have you been getting into? A shit ton of God of War. All right. At least when I, when, I can get to, when I can get to it. Okay. But, I mean, that game is just amazing. I can't I literally, I want to go home right now and play. Mm. Yeah, now, Jim, you're, you're familiar with the God of War series uh, no i'm just just through commercials i'm not a gamer so yeah but okay. i do know what it is yeah uh god of war it's a it's a new it's the fourth game in the main series and it's a reboot and a slash sequel to the previous three and uh, it's a it's a really it's a really interesting game uh the main character is kratos and he's a sort of a uh, a demigod or a god made in mortal form uh, he was he became the god of war in ancient Greece, and then he slaughtered the Greek pantheon, and then he made his way, I guess, uh, centuries later to uh, good old Norway, where Norse mythology takes hold, battles Odin and Loki and all those uh, in the Norse pantheon. And in that game, you uh, play as Kratos, and you accompany. He's accompanied by his son Atreus, and they're trying to, you know, make their way to. Um, to the mountains to scatter his wife's ashes and along the way they run into some uh afoul of some norse mythology enemies and creatures fairies dark elves you That's name cool. it yeah it's a, it's, a, it's an amazing game um i will say it's very cinematic especially in this presentation um in terms of gameplay the combat is, as carl will attest is deeply satisfying um it's just so it's just so fun like swinging the leviathan axe which is imbued with uh, different ruins and gemstones, and you can you sweep enemies up, and, they, and you can juggle them in the air, swinging, nice. swinging your swinging the axe and whatnot. Uh, Atreus is also a great sidekick. He shoots. Um, you can power up his arrows. He's a good archer, so he you know can stun enemies or deal more damage. Uh, in terms of the like puzzle elements, it's it's been pretty pr- pretty interesting, and the and the level design is well thought out. 
Um, I can't say too much without uh, spoiling uh, certain plot details, but I will say that it is a long game. So I'm expecting a good, good 35, 40 hours total oh, wow. to 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 get to get my teeth sunk into everything. But yeah, it's 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 been a been a great experience. And I know Carl, you're still in the early bits of the game. So I am. I am. Yeah. You got a girlfriend and and her three year old child. That like need your attention all the time like you just you gotta give it to him yeah so you gotta like put it in the back burner and just i mean of course you, you can play god of war in front of you know the three-year-old it's fine no she's actually okay with it oh okay. she's okay with god of war like she don't she don't trip over god of war it was the last of us that got her ah okay the what the last of us okay. yeah it's a post-apocalyptic game um which i think a quiet place took some inspiration from in terms of its like a depressing tone, okay. yeah, um, yeah, that's that's pretty cool, Carl. So uh, besides uh, God of War, anything else? Um, I caught the uh, Bruno San Martino DVD, not DVD, the documentary that was on the network. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, first of all, I was saying like their WWE's documentaries are like so good and yeah. so well put together. Mm. Yeah, they are. And then they just and then the way they just grab like all the resources because they pretty much like. It's like they pretty much didn't own any like footage of Bruno. I mean, yeah, they did some, but they had to acquire some from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and then they, then you know, from other resources because they talked about how like when he was a kid, he had to hide from the Nazis for like three years, mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah. so, and then when he made it to America, he was basically just a blue collar immigrant, and he just worked his way up to a superstardom. Yeah, yeah, his story. His story is amazing. Yeah, it really is. Like I recommend anybody. Who, like anybody who watches, who's into wrestling, who needs, who wants to learn about him because he just passed away, mm. and of course, you know WWE was talking about him a bit. Yeah, that like if any, you know, if you're intrigued to learn about him, I highly recommend that you watch it. Very oh. well put together documentary. Oh, right on. He was in wrestling before wrestling was a business. Mm. You know what I mean? It was like wrestling was a career. Now it's like it's all about money. He was in it, you know. Uh, in a sense, it always mm. was. Yeah. But it's like it was just more. It was um. It was re- it was wrestling, but it wasn't entertainment. It was less. It wasn't sports brothers. entertainment. Yeah. 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 What's going on, Nick Thomas? Yeah, and it was like I think it was still the the territory days as well. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what's up. Yeah, and it was actually like my first time actually hearing like Vince McMahon Senior talking in an interview. Mm. Like yeah. all I've always seen pictures, but I never heard his voice. Yeah, well, that's true. Actually, yeah, yeah. I probably only seen like one interview of him myself, and it was like a short clip. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? <laughs> that's it. Mm. That's all I can think of right now. I know I did something else. Oh, I seen Infinity Wars, but we'll get to that. Later. Yeah, yeah. So, how about you, Jim? How are things? Uh, how's life? Oh, good. Um, been reading, you know, my usual comics and stuff like that, and a lot of movies, a lot of movies. Mm. So. uh it's actually a good year for movies this year. With a lot of different ones coming out. And oh yeah. Usually you pick and choose, but this year it's like, oh, gotta go to that one, gotta go to that one. Mm-hmm. You know, Tomb Raider caught that. Oh, okay. It was fun. Um, Quiet Place, which we discussed earlier, mm-hmm. um, and like him, Infinity War. So, you know, mm-hmm. just hanging out with the kids, and that's it. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh, what's in the what's the latest update on Hellion? Uh, we're hoping to get the last two issues out this year, and we're going to go to trade. So 
I'm just wrapping up the script for six, and it should be done by this. Actually, by Sunday, I'm hoping. Oh, so. nice, yep. awesome. Yeah, and do you, do you have any uh, other ideas for like other stories outside of Hellion? Uh, yeah, I got a couple. Okay. So, which I, you know, we'll see what happens. Nice. But definitely want to get this one put to bed, and then I want to get cranking on that. So. Oh yeah. Good. I need my issue signed. Every <laughs> single one. Always. Yeah. No problem. Oh yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I'll I'll have you uh, sign uh, my fourth issue. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. Yeah. Just now getting it signed, you slacker. <laughs> and Reagan calls me slacker. I've been slacking. Well, to, um, um, <laughs> calls everybody a slacker. Well, oh, okay. I thought I was special. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think at the time you were at a rotator yep. cuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How's it feeling yeah, now? Good. Uh, I can raise my arm all the way up. I'm feeling pretty good. Good. So. Yeah. Awesome. And the supervillain is on. Yes. yes. He says, hey, uh, Codex Prime. Hey, fellas. So, yeah, uh, John Haponic has joined the chat. He's the uh, he's the pro. He's a staunchly a pro DCEU fan and anti-Marvel, you know, even uh, uh, despite his better judgment. But um, but he'll see the light one I day. Actually, have right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, well, You know I'm a DC guy too, right? Well, yeah, but you are smart enough to know that BVS was awful. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was what it was. It gave us Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. The start of Wonder Woman. Yeah. So that was a whole thing, you know. That was exciting. But it, it crucified Doomsday. Oh, yeah, it certainly did. Oh, oh the um, overly mutated Ninja Turtle? The thing that looked like Abomination from the Hulk movie. Yeah. Yeah, Abomination looked better than that. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. supposed to be ugly. That was that was a <laughs> that rot too. Was awful, man. Oh, the Incredible Hulk. But uh, but yeah. As as for me, what I've been up to, um, also movies on my end. Uh, watching uh, some bunch of more some more old old classics and whatnot. Um, uh, just just uh, the other night, I watched with my girlfriend because she hasn't seen it for the first time. Uh, we watched The Shining. Yep. Really? Yeah, and, and she she loved it. Was she, she scared? Did he pop out of a door saying, "Yeah, here's Johnny"? Yeah, no, I did not. No, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, she was uh, she yeah, she actually did find it uh, rather unsettling. Uh, not the "here's Johnny" part, but the the scene with the woman in the bathtub who starts decomposing. Yeah, that that was pretty freaky stuff. Um, she so like ew. <laughs> Not just that, just the horror, just the horrifying look. Because like, I guess she's not a fan of like body horror, so it was like she gets creeped out with uh, Jeff Goldblum's The Fly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and The Fly is one of my favorite movies. You know, especially the end, which was so sad. I, I love the ending, but uh, but um, but yeah, I mean, we watched The Shining. Um, we checked out this uh, documentary on Grace Jones, which played like that. Kid. That woman terrifies me. Yeah, oh, you yeah. want to talk about scary. Yeah. That woman terrifies yeah. me. Yep. Yeah. And I've only just seen her in um, Boomerang. Yeah. <laughs> and I was the whole scene where they did the commercial and she gives birth to the j- bottle of perfume. Oh, Strange. Yeah, Strange. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. The first time I saw Grace Jones, it was I, I'm, I'm older than you guys. So mm-hmm. It was back when MTV actually played music videos. Okay. And it was like they were doing a string of eight, it was during the 80s, and it was a couple, you know feel-good songs like the safety dance or something like that mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden demolition man by her comes out mm-hmm. and i'm like what the hell is that <laughs> oh my god she's she's scary oh my god <laughs> yeah, that was the first time i saw her i was like oh yeah yeah it, it was a like the documentary too like it kind of it shows like um like her 
like some like behind the scenes footage, like her like uh, revisiting Jamaica, and then like some recent concert footage. I think it was like either recent or like back in two thousand five, and she was performing all like uh, many of the many of her hits, and it was like wow, she's still she still got it, she wow. still got the rhythm. Yeah, she's like sixty something. Yeah. Yeah, she's you know still has that striking. She can still strike fear in the hearts of men and oh, women. She's scared. Yeah. yeah, I just remember um, uh, Kim Wayne's uh, parody of her on *In Living Color*. Yep, <laughs> that was that was hilarious. I want alligator. <laughs> yep, raw. Oh man, but uh, but yeah, that was a good documentary. It was uh, *Grace Jones*, *Bloodlight*, and *Bammy*, and that was playing at the Cable Car Cinema uh, downtown Providence. Yeah, see this album cover just like did everything. Yeah. Yeah. See. Yep. Yeah. That's a, which which album is that? Uh, Slave to the Rhythm. Slave to the Rhythm. Yeah, the album cover is yeah something. Yeah, that woman scares me. Um and and uh, speaking of the cable car cinema, there's some unfortunate news. They're actually closing down by the wow. end of the month. Really? Yeah. After 42 years. Wow. Yeah, they're finally gonna close its doors by the end of the month. So um, their final their final film is gonna be the uh, documentary on Ruth Bader Ginsburg, notorious RBG. Which uh, which should be interesting. I'll, I'll probably check it out. Why not go? Why just go? Yeah, and uh, and also too um, on, on the movie front, because uh, this reminds you, because uh, Cable Car doesn't accept Movie Pass. Uh, movie Pass uh, for for brand new members, they they actually made a a, a two changes to their uh, membership policy. Uh, with mem- with a uh, Movie Pass for new members, um, you unfortunately are not uh. You're not allowed to watch as many movies as you want per month, like one per day. Uh, for new members, you can only watch four movies in a month. And I don't want it no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, and, uh, and also um, you get a three-month, uh, I think it's a three-month trial subscription to iHeartRadio. And then afterwards, you, you, end up, you have to pay $20 a month if you want to keep iHeartRadio. I don't pay for iHeartRadio. Yeah, well, I, I don't know what it is. I have but CDs. I'm all set. Yeah, so um, so uh, so right now, uh, Movie Pass they they appear they're still trying to figure out the kinks. But for for someone like myself who's been a member since December, I'm still, I still have a chance to watch as many movies as I want in a given month, provided that they're not 2D screenings or IMAX. Oh, I mean 3D screenings or IMAX. I'm sorry. So I'm good. But for new members, yeah, they're kind of got the short end of the stick. They're not gonna get many new members in that, you know. Yeah, they're not. Well, I think I think I think they're still trying to iron out the kinks. They're trying to figure out a good equilibrium equilibrium because their current well, their now former uh, business model was kind of unsustainable because like the fact that you can you know with a movie pass you can pay ten dollars a month and watch as many movies as you want in the theater. So theoretically, you can watch like one movie per day. And not only are you now limited to four four screenings if you're a new member, but you can't watch the same movie twice on movie pass. So, so that's kind of a kind of a drawback. And they now. really keep track of like every movie that you watch. Yeah, on the app. You're at least up to about a good thirty. No, nah, I'm only like sixteen. Really? Yeah, because because there's still there's still some movies out there that's like I mean I I could I could watch bad movies and not regret it like I did with the Acrimony, but um, it's me. But, <laughs> I really couldn't believe. But but not but at the same time it's like eh, you know that's that's time and gas money. To watch a bad movie, it's like eh, just I'm still go kind to of watch, discerning. Just go to Providence Place Mall. Just like walk. Well, uh, it's getting nice. It is getting nice. Oh, Providence Place Mall, I try to avoid. Understandable, but I mean, if it's right there, then why not? Yeah. Good place to people watch. Yeah. Hmm, people is watching is fun. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. One time, yeah. one time I was at the Emerald Square Mall and I was on the third floor. 
Mm-hmm. And there was this little old lady on the bench on the floor beneath me. And I was waiting for whoever. I, I forgot who I was with. She was shopping. And I'm watching. And this little old lady sitting there. And it was the winter. She has a little hat on. And she dozes off. Mm-hmm. And people are walking by her. And they're just looking. And it's like it's like being on a candid camera. It was hilarious. And they're all looking. And then this little old gentleman went up to her. And got like really close. Like, like right in her face. Because mm-hmm. he, he thought she was dead. And then all of a sudden, she opened her eyes, and she started screaming, and he started screaming, and it was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life, because he really thought she had just died or passed out, and he was like, <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> That's so, hilarious. It was pretty funny. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Kyle, said, Kyle, first of all, he said the haters have arrived. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, Kyle is the most diabolical hater this side of the Mississippi. That's right. He is. I gave him that, I gave him that title back in... Mm-hmm. A long time ago, and he he says, "Can I watch Avengers with my with my pass?" Um, not until May eleventh, unfortunately. That is awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is awful. Man. Yeah, Disney Disney they're pretty strict when it comes to movie pass. Like with brand new uh, releases under under the Disney umbrella, whether it's uh, Marvel or Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. um, you can't you can't watch any of their movies with movie pass in the first two to four weeks. But in but in the case of Infinity Wars, the first two weeks. So I think it's until. If I check my calendar, I, I think it's uh, when Deadpool comes out. Well, definitely when Deadpool comes out, but I think it's on yeah May 11th. You can use Movie Pass for uh, Infinity War, but but for right now, right now you got to pay the full. He's like, That's the you need yeah. a handbook to figure out how to how to use Movie Pass nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> like it was just like when he first got it, it was just hey for ten bucks a month, I can see any movie I want once a day. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, got to. I mean, it's worth the money, though, it I will say. But we'll get into that in it a is. bit. And uh, other last bit of uh, things, a bit, bit of business I've been up to. I watched uh, last Friday's Greatest Royal Rumble event. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's, yeah, we got to get into that. We got some wrestling fans in, in here, so um, they want to hear our thoughts. Yeah, uh, the greatest the greatest Royal Rumble, it took place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, uh, last Friday. And it was just a, basically a... T- it was a t- nothing special. It was nothing special. <laughs> it was it was a, a televised house show right. where all the titles, except for the women's titles, because they're not allowed to perform, uh, they were on the line. And uh, there were no title changes whatsoever, except for the Raw Tag Team Champions Championship, which the new champions are Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. And uh, everything else was pretty much status quo. Uh, Brock Lesnar faced Roman Reigns in a steel cage match, which ended with Roman spearing Brock Lesnar through the wall of the cage, and then they both men landed on the floor. However, Brock Lesnar landed on his back on the back first, so he won the match t- on a technicality. So he so he's still the champion. Roman Reigns lost his second match against Lesnar in the, in the in the same month for the Universal Championship. So now people are wondering, well, what do you do with him now? Since you've, you've been shoving him down our throats as a big, big baby face, now he's lost to the same guy twice who barely defends the belt. So it's like, where where does Roman go from here? What do you do with him? And Kyle said, my twin went viral. His twin. Oh, Titus O'Neil. O'Neil yeah, that oh, was hilarious. Oh, there was an awesome bot. Probably the best botch I've seen in, in wrestling in all my years where... Uh, during the Greatest Royal Rumble, where it's a 50-man battle royal, uh, Titus O'Neil he was wa- he was like jogging down the, to the ring, and then when he got close to the ring, he tripped and fell, and he slid on the mat and underneath the ring, <laughs> and 
And then he had to crawl back out from underneath the ring apron and get into the ring. It was so hilarious. The commentators could not stop cracking up. Nice. I haven't seen nothing that funny since Taka Michinoku got eliminated by Big Boss Man in Royal Rumble and almost and pretty much broke his face. Oh, man. Like, he literally just, like, flipped and then... Uh, yeah. Like, Jerry Lawler laughed so hard. Like, they showed the same thing probably, like, five times throughout the same rumble. Yeah. Like, if you remember um, the Shockmaster from WCW, remember how, like, he had the big explosion and he fell through the oh, wall? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, that, like, Titus O'Neil's slide botch was on that level. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was so hilarious. And there were so many internet memes up about on it. Oh, I'm trying to, like, oh, I'm trying to show him the slap. Yes. But the, the best part about it is, like, he's owning it. Oh yeah, he Titus O'Neil. He was a good sport about it. He's like, like, eh, I fell. Yeah, and then even WWE and the WWE made a T-shirt on it. Did they? Uh, yeah. So so yeah that, so yeah and and also the uh, the greatest Royal Rumble match itself the ultimate ultimate winner was Braun Strowman. Uh, he won the uh, the trophy and the commemorative uh, title title belt for the for the Royal Rumble match, which looks more prestigious than the actual Universal and WWE titles. Funnily enough. And uh, oh yeah, ultimately, like I said, the eh, show was it was fine. Like it wasn't it, wasn't, it, it was five hours, but I skipped a lot of it. I I just, I just fast forwarded to the uh, Lesnar Lesnar uh, Roman Reigns match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the uh, Royal Rumble match itself. He was yeah. a little excited to get there. Yeah, the yeah. best part about it too is like you know the Wyatt family pretty much owned it. Yeah, Bludgeon Brothers won. When the tag title, well, retain their tag titles. Yep, on SmackDown. Bray Wyatt becomes the tag champion, and Braun Strowman wins the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they cleaned up. They certainly cleaned up. And uh, and I think right now, as far as uh, uh, Brock Lesnar goes as Universal Champion, obviously Vince McMahon, he's trying to break, have him break CM Punk's uh, year-long streak of right. 434 days. because he's very petty and that kind of makes me wonder though like if brock lesnar pisses off vince mcmahon somehow is another wrestler gonna have a like a bruno san martino-esque run to eclipse brock lesnar's record you know it's it's just it's just so funny how petty vince mcmahon is and how he lets his own ego get in the way of good business or the best business but they all do i mean i'm sure hunter has his own agenda too oh yeah people he likes and people he doesn't like so Mm. yeah he does Oh, that's true. But but I, I will say with Hunter, he ha- he does have fresher ideas. Like he's doing good things with the cruiserweight division and NXT. So, but you know, it's like it's, it's like the Dark Knight said: you can die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And you know, with give it give it time, uh, Triple H will enter Vince McMahon's status eventually. Something sometimes for the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, hey, what's up, Brian? Thank you for joining the show. And uh, yeah, other than that, that's pretty much what I what I had going on. Um, anything else? You know what I'm yeah. ready to talk about. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we ready to we about to spoil. Yeah, so we'll uh we'll we'll we'll, we'll give our general. I say we'll give our general like non spoiler first impressions real quick. Okay. And then we'll get into spoilers. So yes, uh, the main event for those joining us, we're going to, we're going to be talking about Avengers: Infinity War, which is Marvel Studios' nineteenth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and also uh, it's also marks the ten year anniversary of the MCU, beginning with Iron Man, which which jump started kickstarted it all in May two thousand eight. 
Uh, <laughs> I was like, peace out. <laughs> yes, peace out, Kyle. Uh, he, he said he's going to see it tonight. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. So uh, Infinity War, um, it be, uh, it's the uh, long-awaited debut of Thanos, in which uh, Earth's mightiest heroes, the Avengers, as well as the Guardians of the Galaxy, assemble to, uh, to combat Thanos and his children. Uh, Thanos, who is this? Who has the who at the beginning of the film has two Infinity Stones. He seeks all six. He has the Infinity Gauntlet, and he we, and he endeavors to eliminate half of half of all life in the universe. And it's up to the Avengers and the Guardians to stop him. Can they do it? Um, who lives? Who dies? Um, is this better than Justice League? Well, I think we all know the answer to that. I will say, <laughs> I will, I will, I will say with uh, Avengers: Infinity War, um, imagine Justice League except with competent writing, uh, characters you actually care about, well-developed characters you actually care about, and a CG villain that doesn't look like a laughable special effect from a PlayStation Four launch title back in 2014, with an actual personality and with an actual motivation. Yeah, imagine Justice League if it was like that. Then you have Infinity War. So with that, uh, Carl, uh, Jim, I'll start with you guys. What did, what did you think about Infinity War? Like, non-spoiler first impressions. I was just going to say, like, you basically just described No Man's No Man's Sky. <laughs> no Man's Sky, really? <laughs> that game that came out, what, two years ago? Yeah. No, nobody played? Oh, yeah, it was heavily hyped, and then it turned out to be a huge dud. Huge dud. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, it was definitely well worth the hype. I mean, I when I went we with a whole bunch of us, shout out to Aris, Jarvis, Oscar, Big Oscar, Freddie, Jerome, Vilna. Like, I mean, the hype was so real that at the theater, there was a line for a line was formed outside and we had to wait 45 minutes to like, well, not 45, like a half hour to get in. Mm. And, like, there was a line going around. There's, like, a Little Caesar, Not a Little Caesars. A uh, Papa Gino's, like, acro- across the hall. Yeah. They were selling pizzas to people in the line. Wow. <laughs> Where'd you see it? Lincoln. Okay. Yeah, at the Lincoln Mall Theater? Yeah. Yeah. But um, definitely definitely well worth the hype. Uh, great storytelling. Had the comedy that Marvel's known for. The the battles. But, I mean, the mm-hmm. jokes were, you know, re- you know, very good. The... Um, the action sequences were very, very exciting. Then when shit hit the fan, like you would live, you was really like drawn, like you knew that shit hit the fan, and you was like really feeling that you was really into it. Mm-hmm. So I had a, I had a, I had an awesome, awesome time watching this movie. Yeah, like I actually left with joy, mm-hmm. unlike B- movies such as Suicide Squad, BBS, yeah, Justice League. Mm. Yeah, yeah, D- D- yeah. D- the DCEU should just pack it up. That's it. They, That's they, it. I mean, I, I will say like the, the DCEU. Well, actually, no. I'll, I'll I'll reserve my thoughts for a moment. Uh, Jim, uh, let's 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 hear your thoughts on uh, yeah, Infinity Bashing War. DC man. Wow. Well, well it's I mean, not bashing. It's talking truth. I mean, I, like, I, it, 
I, I, I will I will say that the DCEU, it's like the uh, Dallas Cowboys. No, nope. you know, no, you no, know where no, no, where no. they where it's they've no, they have the, no. they've scored nothing but losses this century. They don't know what winning feels like. And and yeah, we I, we well, ex- ex- well, except for Wonder Woman in that case. Did you did you see the draft by the way? I, I, I feel bad. When yeah, David, when, they David, had when David Mouse, when David Akers came Mickey out. Mickey Mouse sounding David Akers. <laughs> that was tried to troll. Well, no. Here's the thing. At least when Drew Pierce, because this is in reaction to um, Drew Pearson trolling the, the Eagles fans because the mm-hmm. draft was in Philly last year. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Drew Pearson, you know, just letting out some hate. Mm-hmm. You know, why not? We actually yeah. send a Super Bowl champion. A Super Bowl champion actually did it. Now they send Mickey Mouse Sound to David Akers, mm-hmm. who is a kicker. Mm-hmm. Who's never won a ring? Okay. To now trolling your current Super Bowl champions and like, <laughs> it just it, it didn't really like hit. But hard. dude, like, dude, there there are more guys on the Eagles that have a championship ring right now than the Cowboys. Then, yeah, that's right. True. Because majority of our team is young now, mm. depending on if Jason Wayne goes. I think he did he retire. He they say he's making plans to it. Well, we should be hearing something like within the next like day or two. Mm. Yeah, like I want him to get. Like, I, I at least want him to get a ring. Yeah, not happening. But Jim, what did you it's think? Happening. <laughs> uh, I liked it. Um, I would. Uh, it was it was the best team movie Marvel put out, hands down. Right, best team movie. Um, and and I found it entertaining. They the character development on most of the characters. Were really well. Um, some some characters stood out way more than others. Um, some they massively dropped the ball on, um, and and uh, it was definitely worth seeing. And it, no regrets. I think you know I I'm a DC guy, but I you know I have no problem sitting through a Marvel movie and enjoying it. And I think Carl talked about the humor. I'm I'm not really a big you guys know I'm not a big comedy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I find when the comedy is forced, I yeah. I, I tend to like it. L- you know, less. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel has two kinds of comedy. The you know, like the when Cap's running and he keeps going by the Falcon and he's like on your left, mm-hmm. on your like that's just kind of like humorous. Mm-hmm. Um, but the force stuff like Guardians is just not funny. It's it's mm-hmm. too fake. Yeah. So um, where Carl said this had good humor, uh, he's right. It had uh, my kind of humor, which is, is just the subtle little funny things, mm-hmm. um, which I think we're kind of you know it adds to. It, especially in this where there's so much bad happening, these little co- like one-liners mm-hmm. that that weren't like stupid or anything like like the devil's anus. Give me a break. Yeah. So um, they they definitely uh, made the wait worthwhile, and I'm sure people are going to be uh, counting down the days till uh, Avengers Four because Lord only knows my 15 year old son is doing that already. Mm-hmm. He's 15. He'll be 15 next Wednesday. Oh, wow. the ninth. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, and uh, yeah. As for me, uh, I I really enjoyed this film a lot. Um, I'd say it's uh, my favorite of the Avengers films. I didn't, and I'd say it's the best one of the three uh, so far, yeah, hands down. Um, I as far as the humor goes, I I enjoyed the humor for the most part. It, it fit, although there were some moments where I felt I felt they were getting way too heavy with the jokes and quips. Like for example, in the beginning where. Um, where Bruce Banner ends up in the sanctum, crash lands in the in a Doctor Strange's sanctum, and uh, they start going to like jokes and quips, and it's like, I was like, come on, are you serious? Like, 
like that's like there's a cosmic threat and you're just you're just fitting in one liners hold on carl yeah. and i wasn't i, I wasn't a fa- i didn't care for that too much but i think i thought that like most of the humor when it was situational and character based fit fit rather nicely um i thought the action scenes were very well staged um the and for a film that's Marvel, the MCU's longest film today at two and a half hours, like it was very well paced. In fact, perfect. I say, I say ideally paced, where you had all these like different uh, different groups of characters doing their thing, and it all comes together as a very cohesive whole. None of it felt uh, convoluted or or confusing. Um, I thought Thanos was an excellent villain. He definitely lived up to the years of anticipation. He he was to Marvel what Heath Ledger was and the Joker was to DC because I mean mm. the, that Joker is the greatest villain and I'm sorry for all you Marvel fans your villains have sucked in the movies yeah. um, Thanos is finally the villain to I mean Loki would have been Loki was the best prior to that and then they kind of went and did that wrestling thing with him and they kind of made him that shade of gray where it was kind of good kind of bad mm-hmm. and uh, you know they, they really didn't have like like whiplash and uh, the Mandarin, and then you know Ego, and I don't know. It just seemed like the Vulture was good. Mm-hmm. I like the yeah. Vulture, Michael Keaton's Vulture. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of the villains are kind of like lacking, and they finally they got one that had massive substance, mm-hmm. and I thought that was awesome. Okay, yeah. first off, can we just? Uh, it seems like we're getting ready to like get into spoilers. Can we just yeah. like issue the warning real quick? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we are getting into spoiler territory for Infinity War. So if you have not seen the film, please uh, put this episode on mute. Go and handle your business. Uh, but if you have not seen the film, uh, we are getting into spoilers. So spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. So if we ruin this, it's Carl's fault. Possibly. Yes. Okay, so yes. honestly, I would have to say, like, Thanos and Killmonger are probably neck and neck for the two best Marvel villains. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. I can't. No, Killmonger was just bitter. That's all. He was a bitter. Right, but you, but you know what? We, we was actually able to relate to him. Okay. Yeah. To what he was saying. And I understand that. Yeah. And yeah. as far as, like, and then... It's like Marvel is finally taking the turn and um, improved on their villains because usually what usually the villains are usually what they're carbon copies. Yeah, either carbon copies or just like completely forgettable. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah because I can't even remember the Destroyer from Guardians One was that his name? Uh, Ronan the Accuser. Thank you. See, yeah. point proven. <laughs> yeah. Now like as far as like Killmonger and Th- and um. Thanos, like yeah. there was actually points in the movie where you kind of cheered for them. Yeah, yeah, and and what's interesting was in, in Infinity War the way it was, uh, the way the the plot structure was set up. It was kind of like Thanos was in a way uh, the protagonist. It was like you were following the movie from his point of view. Yeah, and you kind of understood his motivation. And even though, yeah, he is a Dead. he is a complete sociopath, psychopath. Like he, like his his reason for wanting to eliminate half of life all life in the known universe was actually logically or rather illogically in a twisted from a twisted point of view it was logically sound where like he looked he used his own home planet of titan as an example where you know our my home planet titan suffered from overpopulation not enough resources too many people what do you do at least i have the will to make that hard decision and live with that decision and he pretty much destroyed his own home planet 
and he applied that same principle to many of the all the plants that well, he actually had, he didn't. That's that his planet. His planet didn't. No, his, he wanted to save it. He he yeah. he didn't want he yeah they they did it to themselves. He oh. was all about balance. That that mm-hmm. was the big thing. He wanted balance in the universe. Yeah. But but my question was who who died and made you a decision maker like that? How do you know what other planets? What's going on in other planets? He's just mm-hmm. I want the whole universe this way, and it's like why? Yeah. It's like you're you're in your own little shell. Just stay in your own little shell. And so he mm-hmm. he definitely um, he definitely took the prize for being the best villain. I mean, he just, mm. and you're right. And like, I think the ending of the, the showed how like tapped he is. Cause he's just like, like I want him to be sucking on a lollipop at the end. That's like how, <laughs> how it felt. Like he was like on the farm, you know, it's like, just, yeah, he said, he said that I will, he's at the snap of a finger. I will go back to Titan, wake up and watch the sunset. Yep. And that's exactly, exactly what he, he did. Happy universe. Yep. Yeah. With a smile on his face. And I'm just like, you fucking dick. Yeah. That was fucking dumb. <laughs> like, mm. I, like I, I, in a sense, I was really happy that he made a promise and fell through on it. Yeah. And also, too, like Thanos is like the best is one of the best types of villains. Like the type of villain where he, that they absolutely believe that they're the good guy. And they have conviction and follow through. Like for example, Magneto. That's He's what makes him like so compelling. He's just like Doctor Doom. Yeah, same thing. Or Doctor Doom, yeah. where I can't wait to see him and yeah, Doctor Doom. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, because Fantastic Four has not been done justice at all. Well, see yeah. now, now Fantastic screen. Four. Like I liked the the, the first two, the, the Jessica Alba ones. I mm-hmm. thought they were good. My my issue was they really screwed the pooch on Doom because mm-hmm. the voice. Like I was expecting someone with a deeper voice. More menacing, and mm-hmm. this guy was too pretty. Yeah, and too <laughs> too too Hollywood. His voice was too Hollywood. Yeah, I wanted someone who'd sound like he'd been to like hell and back, and just like more menacing. And mm. they didn't give us that, and that's a shame. So yeah. I, I'm like you. I want to see a real badass Doctor Doom. Yeah, but even physically, he was skinny. Like, yeah, he know? wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't like cut he wasn't their average like muscle bound villain but it was yeah. it, it's more like he was an intellect yeah he was like a gq model basically yeah. <laughs> see what we were i was talking to trevor about this trevor's my son we were talking about infinity war what was going on i go well, you know it'd be kind of cool is if the villains were helping the heroes fight because everything's at cost and then we're like well there are really no good villains what villains could help? They all mm-hmm. been they're they're all they've been died. They're they all, all died and they're lousy. They're all like they're all just lousy villains. Mm. And uh and then I was like, Oh man, could you imagine if we had like Magneto and, and Doctor Doom? We can't have Magneto and AMC. Yeah. So Magneto would literally like kill everybody. Yeah. Well He can literally destroy the infinity the infinity gauntlet. Well no, he, could, well, the, he controls metal. Well, yeah, but so they, they're just, probably like some comic logic where it's like, oh, it's that metal he can't control because it's alien. They probably like would, do, yeah, they probably would do something like that. But in all reality, like mm. Magneto can kill Iron Man. Yeah, he could just oh, snap, <laughs> snap a finger, like crush him like a can. You guys are big on the snap and the finger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, jazz hands, man. But <laughs> um, also, uh, oh, Nick Quattrini, he chimed in with a question. Um, yeah, I was wondering where he. Was, I was wondering where he was during the end. Two questions. I have his glove. It looked 
looked like it broke when he snapped his finger because it's because he used it twice. And how did the Red Skull end up on a planet? I didn't understand that. But that's actually I can answer the Red Skull part. Yeah, um, it's actually part of my Easter eggs that I uh, researched. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. after Red Skull's death in 1945, his spirit transported to um, Vol- to Vormir, and he became the guardian of the of the Soul Stone. Yeah. Yeah, I was very surprised to see. That was Red a great Skull. scene. That yeah. was a great scene. That different, caught me off guard. Different mm. actor, though. Yeah. Really? Oh, oh, it wasn't Hugo Weaving. It was Ross McQuaid from The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Aaron, I think that's who he plays. Yeah. That was him. Yeah. Hugo Weaving did not come back to reprise the role. That is. Oh awful, wow. But I mean, oh, I knew something you guys didn't. Know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Carl, you didn't do your homework. <laughs> uh, it, it was one. Oh, yeah, it yeah. was one that I missed. <laughs> Wow. Oh, there's a lot of Easter eggs that I missed. I think I only yeah. got about a good 10. Yeah. 10. And that was that was interesting like cuz like cuz I, I was thinking like why is Red Skull there? But then I remember in the first Avenger, he when he grabbed the Tesseract, like his like his body, his soul in this case transported up in that beam. That was so cool. Like yeah. I, when I when he used out I was like, "Oh, wow, that's cool." Yeah. And it's funny cuz like he's cursed with knowledge but no power. Right. Yeah. And and that reminded me too, like um, with, with Thanos and Gamora. Like, what did you think of their relationship? It was, it's like a, it's like she was. This is gonna sound so wrong. Mm-hmm. This is gonna sound so wrong, but Codex Prime, we said worse. <laughs> Are you sure you want to say it, Carl? You're the one that got people in your basement. <laughs> so it's like finally, like you. You um okay, I'm gonna clean it up. Okay. <laughs> For your sake, I'll clean it up. Alright. Your fa- it's like you you um she finally got a chance to confront like her father that's done her wrong all this time. Mm-hmm. And she's finally like standing up to it. And he still like he had but yet he had some remorse, but he still had that agenda. Mm-hmm. And by the agenda was retrieving the soul stone. And he did it by any means, even if it hurt him. Yeah. Like, there was actually... He actually shed tears. tears. He had true regret for killing Gamora. Yeah, and which was dope. It was, it was like... He's like, you sacrificed somebody. So then what you thought that he did, and he's like, ha, you have nobody to sacrifice. You have nothing. You love nobody but yourself. And then, he like, they show Thanos crying. Mm-hmm. And then Resco says, those tears aren't for him. Oh, <laughs> and she's like, "Wait, what?" And he just kills her. Yep. yep, tosses her off the side of the cliff. Yeah, like um, it was. It's like that. She's still daddy's girl, though. Like, like I think that's what it. You know, for her, mm-hmm. it was they still had that lousy relationship and stuff. But it was like you know when he first meets her, he kind of like hides her from from seeing what the atrocities that are happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think you know. Part of her was like, he's a bastard, but he he has kind of taken care of me. So mm-hmm. there's yeah. still that he, he I hate your guts, but I I love you because you're still my dad yeah. type of mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah it's like the uncle that, that was that was definitely way, it's like the uncle that paid your way through school, but yeah, touched you inappropriately. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Chris Rock joke. Yeah, I <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> That was yeah. the best way to think of it. That's what I was trying to say, but it was yeah. just like, how can I clean this up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was um it was definitely an intense scene. Mm. It was. Movie, yeah. 
Yeah, and also too is like uh, with with Gamora, it, it, it was so interesting seeing how she related to Thanos because like it was clear that he, she she was like his favorite daughter, yeah. and uh, at the expense of Nebula, and that kind of reminds me of the scene where Nebula is being taken apart, like she's basically just an android shell, yeah, and just seeing just how how much her natural body was been has been destroyed over the years just for just to not only for Thanos's uh madness or a love mm-hmm. twisted love if you want to call it that but also she just wanted a sister in Gamora and she never had that and right. I was like man that makes Nebula that much more tragic but you got to wonder how many how many kids does he have because we know he's got six yeah mm. so does he have any more floating around that we don't know about oh yeah cuz we Possible. see cuz we the uh, the, four, the four the four the four things that look like they're from Hellraiser yeah, there is kids. Oh yeah, Ebony Maw, yeah. Call Obsidian, Proxima Midnight, and Corvus Glaive. Yeah, Ebony yeah. Maw, that was uh, quote unquote Squidward, right? Yeah, like like Triple H's nose grew a face, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Who was his voice though? Um, oh shit, I should know this. I'm gonna pull it up. Actually, I have the because like I'm sitting there listening to him, and he just sounds so familiar, and it was killing me. But then I had to like stop thinking about it because I wanted to, you know keep up with the story and then he would talk again and I'm like yo who the fuck is this guy yeah I'm pulling it up right now I'm looking at the uh, cast uh, cast list on uh, Wikipedia isn't Wikipedia so convenient <laughs> it, it really is uh, let me see oh the Black Order um, it was Tom Vaughn Lawler as Ebony Maw yeah I don't, I don't, I don't know what he was in but um, I I, I mean, let, let me ask you, Gemma. Since you're more familiar with um, you've uh, with the, the Infinity Comics, like yeah, are, are, are those same, ago. like are those same characters featured in the in- Infinity Run? The one that's coming out right now? Yeah. Uh, or the one that the Infinity Gauntlet from like? Uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, they're different characters. Different characters. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm like, yeah. There are some things I'm kind of disappointed about. Oh, well, there I, are characters that they couldn't use. Right. Like you can yeah. use Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. Like so, it's funny because we were looking through, um. The Infinity War comic, and Trevor was counting the the characters, and he's like, "There's only three of them that were actually in the movie." Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, uh, hmm. yeah. But one thing I did say that I was that I was going out when you mentioned uh, Bruce Banner when he fell into um, Doctor Strange's uh, sanctum. Yeah. yeah, that was and when Doctor Strange and Wong are looking at Bruce Banner, it was actually the Silver Surfer that they were looking at. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the Silver Surfer who fell. Oh, in, in the comics? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, that's interesting, and and also too like that that kind of reminds me of going back to the opening scene. I thought the opening scene was was powerfully done. Like for example, yeah. like it began with the audio of like uh, Thor sending out the distress call, like because their their Asgard ship was being attacked. Yep. Yeah. And then it cuts to the sh- total decimation. Pretty much like I I would say like most if not all the Asgardians are Asgardians are dead. Maybe some managed to escape like Valkyrie. We don't, we're not sure, um, but. But it began with Heimdall being the first death, getting stabbed by uh, transporting Bruce Banner, but not before. But it was right after um, uh, Thanos is, you know, talking, talking smack, you know, as he is, as a villain does. And then all of a sudden, Loki's like, well, we have a Hulk. And Bruce Banner comes out swinging. So they got that out of the way. It's like, oh, man, wouldn't it be cool to see the Hulk and Thanos fight? Next thing you know, Thanos completely whoops his ass, bitches him out. And then... Thanos strikes so much fear in Bruce Banner that he's not able to Hulk up anymore. Like his Hulk subconscious is too scared to come out because he's seen what true strength looks like. And actually, and I know you disagree, Jim, but I actually like that. I like that the fact that Bruce Banner can't Hulk up because his subconscious is so scared of 
what true might looks like. You got to remember now, he was on that planet on Ragnarok fighting all these aliens mm-hmm. as a warrior. Yep. He has fought so much to to take your they did such a disservice to the Hulk in that movie. Um you know, it, it was it was just I left angry at the way they treated the Hulk really? because the Hulk is such a badass and you made him you had him in there for like spoiler 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 for like 30 seconds he got you know Thanos lifted him over his head and body slammed him like Hulk Hogan wish he could have done to Andre the Giant mm-hmm. I mean you thought slamming Andre was big this was like literally over his head and he slammed him and I was like oh that's awesome we're going to get round 2 and then the Hulk Made him a pussy. That's it. He didn't come back the rest of the movie. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, are you shitting me? This is like one of your strong, physically brute strength. And, you know, you, you've you taken... And then, you know, through the previous... And I think one of my issues was with... um, There's way too much Mark Ruffalo in this movie. Right. And when they have him in the, uh, the Hulk buster... Yeah. It, I don't know if that was like a last-minute change... Because we saw so many times uh, on trailers with the Hulk actually running with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was no Hulk to be found. And you had Ruffalo. And then the scenes where you see him with the, the top of the Hulkbuster off, mm-hmm. they look so fake. It mm-hmm. was it was almost like it was like a like a last minute CGI to get it in there. It just mm-hmm. didn't look right. Mm-hmm. But I thought what they did was was just terrible because the Hulk is, like I said, he is your physically, he's your brute. If you don't want him in your you know, I know Marvel's had a hard time with Hulk and Hulk movies. If you don't want him, just get rid of him. Just, you know, you had him on another planet. You could have just left him there and forgotten all about him. But to take him and make such a disgrace of him is, is an embarrassment to your brand. Hmm. He is too good. A, you know, he's like, take the average person who knows nothing about comics. You all have the, if you said, Hold hold up pictures. You could show Batman. They'd know who Batman is. They'd know who Spider-Man is. They'd know who Superman is. And they'd know who the Hulk was. I mean, don't forget, the Hulk goes back to the 70s with the TV show, and I mean, even further with the comics, but the Hulk is someone people know. If you showed them a Doctor Strange, they wouldn't know who Doctor Strange is. Correct. And before the movies, how many people would know who Iron Man is? Seriously. Yeah, Iron Man was like a I'm talking the the average person. Not the comic book fan, not the, 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 you know... People like us, so so you've got a character that is kind of like a face of your franchise, like not the the face, but so, so well re- recognizable, mm-hmm. and you you make him to be a pussy. Yeah. It hmm. just to me it was too much. Hmm. Like they could have, you know, especially when he was facing when he was back on Earth when Thanos wasn't around. What he's now he's afraid of them too. Like mm-hmm. you want to be afraid of Thanos? I could have bought that if he. Fought him again or saw him again, mm-hmm. but his little cronies, come yeah. on, that that to me was. Well, mm-hmm. one one thing I would say about that beginning scene was, um, what's his name, Ebony Mark? Yeah, his, like his speech was because he was talking for Thanos. Oh yeah, at the beginning of the movie, he said he's actually showing you mercy. Mm-hmm. Like right then and there, I'm like, they may just have their hands full with this one. If like if this is mercy. Mm-hmm. Like as like the children of children of Thanos are still stabbing people. Yeah, and I'm just, that's when I'm like, okay, we may have something serious. Like I'm like, in already the beginning of the movie, you're getting death. 
Yep. And not just one death. Like yeah. one death that just, like Heimdall. Yeah. Like I was like, damn man, they really good letting him go this early. Well, you, you know, yeah. you know what the the you got to look at the reasoning for that too with Asgard gone now. Yeah. And being the gatekeeper, there's no gatekeeper. There's no gate. Yeah. There's no so, gate so to keep. he was kind of a sacrificial lamb. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, if anyone didn't expect Loki to die, like everyone, we knew Loki was going to bite it. I yeah. mean, that was no surprise. It's almost like the people who did die were really not shockers. I wanted a shocker. That's what. I, well, that was yeah. my like initial prediction because like I'm like okay, I you always I had to go. In, I, I went into this movie knowing that this is just part one. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, there'll probably be one major death, mm-hmm. but I'm like they're gonna kill off some like characters that we don't care about. Like my prediction was Nebula, mm-hmm. and Vision. Like think about it. Like yeah, does anybody really give a shit about Vision? Well, we knew he was gonna die too. Oh yeah, yeah he uh, has. This, yeah, that he was has a gimme. Ti- yeah, the time stone. Right? No. no, no soul. Soul. No, no, not the soul. Uh, mind. Yeah, it was the mind. I think yeah, it was mind. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he had, had the last stone. Yeah, so like <laughs> yeah. he exi- like he he basically had a target on his forehead the exactly. minute he appeared you in Ultron. Bullseye. Yeah, you knew Thanos was coming. He was coming to give him these hand, give him those hands. Yep. So and he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, I'm sitting here we're talking, and you know what I was thinking was just um the the after scene credit for Black Panther and the after scene credit for Thor. I think it would have been better if they had switched the two of them and maybe shown Bucky after the Thor one, and then. Have Black Panther because going into the Infinity War, it would have been a nice little segue because because kind of where Thor Ragnarok ends is where the Infinity War picks up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but you have Black Panther in the middle. So if they had switched it, that would have been kind of a neat little hmm. um, switch. But that's just a uh, neither here nor there. Yeah. But then the way that Loki died, uh, he, I w- oh, I'm yeah. like, I I w- <laughs> like that was me. Yeah. yeah I I will say like when I saw Loki die, you, you know. I had two. I had two reactions. One was "Wow," and second was "Yes, thank God, finally." Yeah. Because like, because like we had we had we had one a little a little one too many fake outs with Loki, like like the the, the big fake out death in Thor: The Dark World, mm-hmm. which was a forgettable movie. And then he had, I think he had a bit of that with Ragnarok. But to see Loki finally die, like he should have. If you ask me, he should have died in the first Avengers movie. But because Tom Hiddleston was so good in the part. Yeah, and he, he was so popular the, 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 because of fan service. They, Marvel decided to keep him around. Like, to, to see him finally die, in, in that, especially in that grim fashion, and then with Thanos says, no resurrections this time, I'm like, yes. Damn. Yes. Damn. Well, it's funny. When he, when he died, you know, two things came to my mind. Was First, it was the defiance. When he looks at Thanos and says, you'll never be a god, that was like a big F you, Thanos. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. Um, you might kill me, but you'll never be me. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was great. And the second thing was... Um, it goes back to the Alien versus Predator movie where uh, the, the Predator catches an alien that's shooting out a baby one and mm-hmm. he catches it and he just goes, he snaps its neck and he kind of gives a grunt out. And that was exactly what I thought about. It was like the Predator to the little little alien, mm-hmm. Thanos to Loki. It was just like, yeah. I was like, that's exa- like, that went right through my head. I was like, oh my God, I've seen this scene before, <laughs> but just a smaller yeah. scale. I was mm-hmm. like, damn. Yeah, he, he took that one hard. Yeah. Yeah, and not to mention too, and Josh Brolin's performance. Yeah, Josh Brolin was excellent. His year is about to say his year is about to blow. Yeah, he's within gonna... two weeks. Yeah, with he's... two movies re- being released within each other, 
He's gonna have a good year. Yeah, yeah. just bulldozers full of money in his yeah. bank account. Oh, the top, you know, the highest grossing opening week of all time mm-hmm. is him. It's his face. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, Infinity War and then Deadpool two coming out in a couple weeks. Yeah. I'm a Cable fan. I'm not a Deadpool fan, so mm. kind of yeah, that. Right. Deadpool's funny. Yeah, yeah. He scores it. The girlfriend in that movie is hot. I mean, for girlfriend Marina, ba- Marina mm-hmm. Baccarin. Yeah. Yeah. She's the, yeah. She's 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 a very pretty woman. So mm-hmm. my son wants to go see it. I'm like. I usually let people go for the because I I heard about the last Deadpool. I go, you don't need to see it, Trev. Mm. So this one will. Trev is fifteen. Yeah, well, he should be fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, um, man, what? what, Yeah, what was another? What was another uh, good part? Oh, uh, I know, I know, I know. This is a a a part of the MCU that we disagree on. I know Carl and I, we are fans of Tom Holland's Spider Man, Peter Parker. I know you're not. I know you're not the biggest fan, but what did you think of his presence in? In the Infinity War, especially the, the the automated suit he has. Oh, the Iron Spider. Iron Spider, yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, it was toned down. He he was he was good. It, he didn't like didn't bother me. Like I I enjoyed. You know, there were characters that had wins and characters that had losses, mm-hmm. and and he was a win. I I think you know the only thing about it was he gets this new suit and like oh my god he knows how to use it like right away. It's like it just. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Like that was the only kind of like, you know. I mean, to be fair, he is he is a technologically intelligent and and adept. I know, I know. Everybody in the Marvel universe (laughs) is a genius. That's what I've been learning. Bruce Banner now, now uh, Black Panther's little sister's a genius. Spider Man's a genius. It's like uh, Reed Richards is a genius. It's going to be they're going to have a pissing contest of just geniuses, and who knows more, you know? Mm. So Tony Stark, I forgot about him. Oh my god! And then Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Well, well Ant Man's not a genius. Well, no. Michael, Hank Pym, was. Hank Pym, but Hank Pym was Ant Man first. First, correct. Mm-hmm. So, ha. well, in this one, yeah. we're, we're working on Scott Lang, right? <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, th- I thought that I thought that uh, his his role and his like continued like father son uh, esque relationship with Tony yep. Stark was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, especially uh, especially at the end, uh, jumping ahead where where uh, where Thanos snapped his fingers and then like mm-hmm. random characters started. F- disintegrating just turning into ash and that one scene where where tom or tom holland like that was some great acting he was begging tony stark was like please mr stark what's happening to me? Don't like, let me i go. don't i don't feel good like he he, like, he didn't know what was going on yeah. you like felt it yeah you felt it and then as he was fading away, was like please mr stark don't let me go what's happening and then he just well i i had I that like, man i had a little different perspective i had a walking dead perspective with that like you know, you guys watch Walking Dead. I used to. I stopped. I, I'm trying to hold on, right. but the interest right, so, is gone. So here yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. Carl dies, and he manages to hold on for like days, two days. Then the other people who are irrelevant last like ten seconds, and then all of a sudden they're a zombie. You watch Bucky. Bucky was like Cap, and then he's gone, and then mm-hmm. it, Scarlet Witch was gone, and everybody's gone, but. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland, Spider-Man, for somehow his gets to be prolonged long enough to have this big speech when nobody else did. So it was a little too convenient. So I looked at that, and that's when I roll my eyes like, I mean, it was a touching moment, I get it, but everyone else is biting the bullet like that, and he's kind of got this long thing to have this begging conversation. It was just a little... Like too drawn out? Too Hollywood. It was like, come on, guys. 
And I, I do want to touch something before I forget because you, you said it at the very start about the pace of the movie being great. Yeah. And I I I had talked to you before the show about um we don't want the reactions of people after you know people were crying. Carl saw people crying. Mm-hmm. I had none of that. I had um the dead silence crowd and I saw it three times. Mm-hmm. And and there was no tears, but it was kind of like the dead silence. And I and I I had asked these guys if if it was do you think it was because of the fact that everyone, like so many people got wiped out, or do you think the fact of the way it ends with him just sitting there kind of enjoying a country morning? Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, when um, Victor talked about the pace, maybe people were kind of like thinking that wasn't the end, that there was going to be more, mm-hmm. and that's where the silence came from, because it, it went by so fast. Oh, yeah, like two and a half hours went by like almost like 90 minutes. So, uh, you know, you're almost like, is there more? And then it kind of ended. And I think I don't. I'm I'm just trying to figure out if it was the disbelief over the fact that it just ended because he killed everyone, or or not everyone, but you know, or if it was because of uh, just the fact that it ended with him kind of chilling on a country day, or just because it went by so fast. Mm. And then you bringing up the pace thing made me wonder. Maybe that's what it was. It was just it, it ended, and people were like, it kind of an abrupt. Mm-hmm. As, it wasn't really abrupt like that, but it was like abrupt like. Subtle, yeah. It was kind of yeah, like. But then again, it's a, it's a part one, right? Yeah. So it's like they had to leave some type of cliffhanger, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and that was. I mean, that's how was, that's yeah. how I took it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I knew, I knew it was a part. I knew it was a part one. So I'm like, wow. I'm like, damn, this is it. But then I'm like, yo, he said he was gonna do. It. He was gonna watch that Titan Sunrise, and that's yeah. what he did. That's what he did. And I'm like, and. And also too the uh, that that final that final battle that last stand which takes place in two parts like one in Wakanda yeah and and one on Titan. Um, speaking of speaking of which, before I get into my thoughts on that, uh, John John Haponic says uh, speaking of tech, uh, the Wakandan force shield was from Phantom Menace's conclusion. <laughs> That's not nice, John. That's not nice, man. Come on. That, no, that, he's he's, tr- he's that, trolling. That, that, yeah, trolling. He, he's trolling. But just, but just admit it. You enjoyed it. Oh, I saw that. Pi- I saw that picture of you and Jess <laughs> wearing Batman shirts to a Marvel movie. And I oh. wore a Marvel movie too. I wore this shirt when I went to see Justice League. Yeah. So I mean, I can't knock it. Yeah. Plus, I'm wearing a Wonder Woman T-shirt right now. So because I don't, ha- I don't have any Marvel wearing shirts. Wearing a fish T-shirt. <laughs> nice. Sorry, guys. Um, but uh, I was, I was gonna say with uh, with that uh, that final sequence um, with between Thanos, that final battle mm-hmm. with Thanos and Iron Man. Like the the one part that kind of that I would say like the one part that I had the biggest problem with was where it was such a perfect setup where Thanos was battling Iron Man and then he goes you know I hope they remember you and that's a great line and then he like stabs uh, Tony Stark right in the midsection like that's like a that's like a mortal wound oh, yeah. I'm thinking oh sh- oh shit Tony like, he's, is, like Tony's like, getting ready to go yeah and then... he, he's finally gonna die yeah he's he's getting ready to go but then I wish. I, I wish too, but then, but then, because because of I guess because of the nano machines, he you saw you saw him spraying those nano machines yeah. on his wound. It's like, oh, that is such a cop out, and that's the that's one of the biggest problems I have with not only Infinity War but from many of the MCU films, where they build up to those crescendos to like a, a completely genuinely emotional moment where death is certain, but then it's like. It's like Marvel goes like it's like the MCU goes like nine tenths of the way, but then they pull back at the very last second because it's like, ah, eh, we're kidding, we're kidding, we're kidding. You but know? you know what? I think that's when he 
I think they were they wanted to do that just to get that. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Which is, I mean, I know you don't agree with it, but it's like it lets you know, like it's kind of like a yeah, you're definitely into this story yeah. because you're like he's really gonna kill Iron Man. He's really gonna kill my. Okay, no, it's not. And I'm and. I honestly thought that that was going to be like one of the major deaths. Yeah. But but you know now that I think about it cuz I've been thinking about that uh that whole ending where everyone's fading away and that moment where Tony Stark is stabbed, I think that's foreshadowing. I think that that's just a preview of what's to come. I think Tony Stark will ultimately bite the bullet because I, Oh, I believe so too. Because I think that I think he said um I forget which movie which movie said that. He might have said it in the first Avengers where or or in the, one of the Iron Man films where where Tony Stark says like you know making the sacrif- making the sacrificial play is not his style or something to that effect. I think Tony Stark is gonna make that play and he's gonna actually give his life because when you think about like who faded away and who didn't, I think I think we all know like it's predictable that that those those people those people who faded away like their souls are trapped in the soul gem. Right. So I think that they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna come back. So they're benched. So technically they're safe, quote unquote. Yeah. So. So for for Captain America, for Iron Man, for Hawkeye, who's probably somewhere who might make an appearance, um, who else who was who was still around like think, o- Okoye and others, Bruce Banner, they're certainly most likely to well, die. Well, we won't see the Hulk, that's for sure, because well, he's going to be tied with his tail between his well, butts. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see him in part four, we'll Jim. We'll see him. They're saving four. it. It's just it, it's but, a part one. Maybe uh, sad. But um, but I think that for the for those who who or who were left behind, who weren't faded away, I think death is certain for them. I think Captain America's gonna go. Oh, yeah. I think Iron Man's gonna go, and um, I think I, I think and I think that has to happen because if Tony Stark has another fake out death at Avengers Four and he's still alive and breathing, that's I'm gonna be really pissed off because that's gonna be the cheapest MCU move yeah. that they've made. Odds are Cap is gonna go. They, Cap's gonna be the one to go. They needed to. They do need to kill someone. I mean, yeah. they need one of the majors, and it, you know, it's funny that the uh, the people that are still standing at the end were pretty much the original Avengers. If you look at like the original yeah. team, none of them bit the bullet. You mm-hmm. know, to to have to have Black Panther go coming off of a, you know a steaming hot movie. Um, it, it just you sat. I sat there and I looked at him like, really, you you got rid of the Hulk, get rid of Bruce Banner, like you know, <laughs> just. It was just so frustrating mm. um, to to see uh, again, and I'm not even a big Hulk fan, but it's just it's just gonna really ask. It's, <laughs> it's just it just really hair across my ass. It just really bothered me that much. Mm. Um, but I just think that uh, it was almost like they got rid of the magic, you know, Doctor Strange, yeah, mm-hmm. um, Wanda, like, it, it, and they left you with these people, and I I agree, I think. They do need. I don't think they're going to kill both Captain and uh, Iron Man. Yeah. yeah, I think they'd be better served to kill Iron Man and and have maybe find a way to download his presence into the be the next Jarvis or something like that. I heard that's what they're going to do because pretty soon Stan Lee's going to stop doing cameos because because Tony which is yeah. Tony doesn't. I mean, not Tony Robert Downey. I mean, you know the the suit's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. so it kind of makes sense to you know. I know a lot of it's CGI, but. Chris Evans can just walk away. You know they don't need to kill Captain America, but I think Iron Man kind of to to restart it would make sense to kill the one you started it with. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, but nobody talks about Scarlet Witch dying. I mean, there's another one, not Scarlet Witch, um, Scarlet Johansson. Oh yeah, Black, uh, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah, yeah, she's still around. That'd be one. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing her go. I mean, 
You know, it's mm. just something because nobody's talking about it. If you're going to kill someone, kill surprise us. That's yeah. what I was hoping for in this movie, a well, surprise. Well, yeah. I was surprised with Gamora. I was not expecting Gamora yeah. to die. I honestly thought, I'm like, you know what? They're going to start off, lo- for the first movie, they're going to start off a little low and stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I, all right, Nebula's going to go. Didn't you see my thing yeah. on Facebook? I was like, let's take a survey. Who do we think's going to die? And I, I came up with four people, and, and it was Loki. And I was like, I had Gamora or Nebula, but it was Thanos was either going to kill Gamora mm-hmm. or Nebula was going to die trying to save someone. Mm-hmm. And it was it was... It was Gamora, so I mean, I'm I'm not surprised at that at all because yeah. you figure he's gonna kill one of his daughters. He's yeah. that much of an ass, and he's on a mission. One of them was gonna get it. Yeah. yeah. So, but I thought it was gonna be like the the lesser, you know, the the more the lesser, the least favorite one. Yeah. I just say yeah, mm-hmm. and I just thought you know Nebula, and plus I played the Guardians get the Guardians Telltale, mm-hmm. Nebula dies. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I'm going based on, I was going based off of that. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know what, Nebula, I can see her going. You mm-hmm. know that? I think that what they're going to do is that they're going to just going to start off, they're going to, they were going to start part one small, kill off a couple of, you know, a couple of the least popular ones, maybe one major, mm-hmm. and then we're going to get, we're going to leave like, like how you said, children in tears. Like when I left, I'm just like, I'm like, there's kids here. Like I'm like, there's kids here. Mm-hmm. Victor got his wish. Victor <laughs> got his wish. And I was like, well, I mean, I didn't see them crying, but they was just like, oh, like in I- stunned. But then when I walked out of that theater and I saw that girl crying, I'm like, Victor got his wish. <laughs> I were you crying, Carl? I was not. No, I, I left with, I actually left with joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but was she your date or no? Nah. <laughs> it was just some. Yeah. I went with a group of friends. Happiness, so. that yeah. kind of joy. <laughs> no, was, no, I I left with the joy of actually watching a good movie. Yeah, and and also too, I I was thinking, um, looking looking at um, because because one of the questions was, well, well, why is this all? I mean, why 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 doesn't uh Doctor Strange use a time gem in reverse time? Well, well, and that because some 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 fans claim that that's a plot hole, but if you think about it, it's not because in Doctor Strange, when he fought Dormammu, Dormammu existed in a dimension where time did not exist, so he was able to create a time loop. He can't do that in a tangible world, right. and also, uh, uh, Doctor Strange, as you saw in the movie, he used a time gem to to, to discover over fourteen million possible futures where they can win. He, they could only, he only just found one. But now that's, that's, thank you for bringing that up. Now this was kind of like, I looked at that and I'm like, the thing that stuck out like a sore thumb, mm. like the elephant in the room was, he says that. I have 14,605 ways, you know, this is going to end. And Tony says, how many did we win? And he goes, one. You think the next question would be, what do we, we have, have to, to do? do? Yeah. And they don't ask. So I think when when he gives him the stone, mm-hmm. and Tony's like, "Why? Why would you do that?" I think that because remember now, Doctor Strange says, "You know what? I don't give a shit about you or the kid. Mm-hmm. If it's you two or the stone, mm-hmm. I'm not saving either one of you. Mm-hmm. I'm protecting the stone." So I think for the fact of him giving it, that is in he saw that's the way they're going to win. Mm-hmm. He knows he had to give that stone up for them to win. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of about that. Like that's yeah. a, I was trying to do the math and figure out how they're going to yeah. bring this back because I know there's going to be time travel in the in the fourth one, rumored time travel. Yeah. So my thing is, in Guardians two, 
they hinted Adam Warlock. That pissed me off, too. Don't get me going. Oh. I was excited about that. Yeah. But at the ending of this one, mm. they're talking it's going to be Captain Marvel, Marvel to the right. rescue. Yeah. But and- I'm but I'm just like, from what I heard, because I'm, I'm going, I plan on going back and reading Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. From what I heard, and I don't know, you said you read it ages ago, so please correct Adam me. Adam Warlock I'm, is a huge player. Yeah, in that. that's and that's what yeah. I was like gunning for, but I'm like, oh my god, am I, I'm like, am I really gonna get Adam Warlock? No, my curiosity yeah. is like so through the roof of who's gonna play him. Yeah, yep. They they said uh, we're not gonna get Adam Warlock to like 2020 or something like that. Trevor Trevor knows the date. He was he he read that, and I was like so disappointed because you're gonna take this Captain. I guess Captain Marvel is gonna be a huge player in the second one. Right. Yeah, and you're gonna take someone that we have like a little screenshot of, like on a little. Uh, pager, hmm. and she's gonna come to the day. I mean, like people are so excited about this character, and I'm like, we have ten years of buildup of all these characters, and you're gonna take someone that nobody really knows anything of. Even like, well, then why did you even bother showing us Adam Warlock? Like, mm-hmm. it's such a that was a that was a cock tease. It's yeah. like a beautiful girl just stripped down naked, rubbed up against you, took a put her clothes on and left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was very disappointing when I found out. <laughs> I was gonna be, yeah. yeah, and. And also, too, um, with that, I think I think the uh, Adam Warlock thing, I think he might be, appear in Guardians 3. He might be the uh, antagonist. Like, they'll probably build it up that way. Was he a villain, though? No, no. not really. Yeah. So so here's something, too. Um, because I, I, I saw it in IMAX, um, and we had lousy seats, so we were kind of, like, low. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I was, like, God, doing the... the yeah, mm-hmm. doing the... Yeah, the neck, exactly. <laughs> but getting back to Captain Marvel... Um, so in the movie, the shots they're showing, she has the old green costume. Right. Yeah. Well, you know she has a new one now. It's silver and um, red, or golden red, if yeah. you look at her now. Yeah. Um, Cull Obsidian. Mm-hmm. And I only noticed this. It took me three times before I noticed it. Mm-hmm. When they're fighting in New York City, right, on the streets, mm-hmm. yeah. when he starts to run towards them, he has a sash on mm-hmm. his waist. Yeah. And it looks like it's ripped from... Um, one of the like Captain Marvel's uniform. Oh wow! Because it, it looks like it, it's the same color scheme. I mean, I could be wrong because of the things, mm-hmm. but if anyone else notices that, check it out. If you haven't seen it yet, or you want to go back, he's the big tall one, mm-hmm. and he's got a big sash. Com- he's got like a sash coming out of his his like pants, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's Captain Marvel's insignia. Oh wow! I don't wow. know if I'm right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just resembled it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm not gonna go back a fourth time and see it. I'll wait for DVD. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So if anyone else noticed that, I'd I'd love to know. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, are you no, I'm just saying, Nick's like going in on the chat, saying he was saying he was agreeing with you. Yes, that was a great point, Jim. I remember Strange being cold, but then he made the sacrifice by giving up the stone. Then he also said, wasn't Adam hitting towards an inhuman story? Because when they had that film planned, but then made the show and got the axe before showing. He had nothing to do with the. Uh, in Inhumans, yeah, no. Plus, Inhumans kind of bombed too, so that did bombed. worse than bombed. Yeah, that's like erased I, off the face of humanity. I yeah. went to IMAX and watched those two episodes. Yeah, mm. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to check it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had to check it out. You know, although I, w- I will say, um, uh, with with uh, characters disappearing, I do hope I do hope like there is one character that doesn't return because of it. I hope Iron Fist disappears never to oh, return, Jesus. and I hope that's the explanation. Hey, whatever happened to that guy who ran that corporation, you know, the Kung Fu hipster dude? 
Yeah, what was his name again? And then it just you know just leaves it at that. Just, well, I mean, they are in the same universe, but it's like I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there's like no. They're not part of it. No, they're not. They're not the Netflix universe is separate from the MCU, but they're in the same umbrella. Yeah, no, it's the same. Universe, yeah, same universe, but but like different. Um, same universe, different umbrella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And also, I, I do have a considering how the how the film ended. I do have a kind of a prediction, like a, a feeling of where it's going to go, because keep in mind we haven't seen Ant Man uh, yet, so mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a part to play in part four. And um, and considering uh, where all those souls went, maybe they're trapped in a soul gem. Like maybe there's like a soul dimension. Perhaps the quantum That's dimension what I was thinking that too, has yeah. some, has a link to that. And keep in mind, Black Panther does have access to the spirit realm by ingesting the herb. So he might have it have the ability to access part of his his uh, ancestors or his universe through the soul gem. Maybe that can help them. Maybe Black Panther can be the guy to rescue all those other souls trapped within that gem. They can finally be free. Well, I think they said that the people that had the the least amount of time in the next movie are going to have the most. It's going to like flip. Yeah, yeah, because this because basically this story was from Thanos's point of view. Yep. Yeah. So, part four, we're finally gonna it's it's all gonna come full circle. Mm-hmm. Spe- speaking of his point of view, if you notice when they're fighting, he fights on two two realms. He fights. In Wakanda, and he fights in space. Yeah. When he's fighting in space, man, he is pissed off. Like you see him, he is like making faces. He is just—he's he's angry. He's really the Mad Titan. But when he's on Earth, it's kind of like a joke. He's like flip, flip. Mm-hmm. The only time he made any kind of face was when he was trying to hit Captain America, and mm-hmm. Cap was holding him, and he was kind of like, "Holy like, shit. shit! Okay, you got right. a little something here. This, this mm-hmm. is enough. Enough of you. We're gonna mm-hmm. put this to." To, to, to bed and then he clocks him but everything else it was just kind of like smelling roses so I, I thought that was kind of weird like he's in you know in space I mean he was like vicious, vicious. with them mm-hmm. and then on earth it was kind of like eh, whatever yeah it's like uh, it's like all these puny humans it's like what are, what are yeah. they doing they're, yeah. they're fighting the inevitable I'm just trying to save y'all but yeah those <laughs> some of those puny humans was that was taken to you on your planet yeah and oh, and speaking of which, well, he's not human; he's a god. What about Thor and his and his uh, Stormbreaker axe? Didn't freaking not catch like you know what was crazy is like I knew Peter Dinklage was in the movie, but then I literally busted out laughing because he's a midget, but he's freaking huge, little person. Little person. But he's I'm a sorry. dwarf. He's a dwarf. He's that, in, okay, in, dwarf. In the, in, the, in the movie, he's a dwarf. But yeah. he was huge. Yeah, the dwarves are huge, but proportionally they they appear like little people in yeah. real yeah, life. Like he, yeah, like I mean, I thought it was hilarious, and and Peter Dinklage is just an amazing actor too. He's just oh, like, absolutely. Not, even but he was, just not. It was that that, that pan out shot when they were way up and they were walking, mm-hmm. and the others were like so tiny, and he's just kind of like, well, that was funny. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. And I had a good laugh at that. Oh yeah, and I also love the cre- the creation of that Stormbreaker axe, where Groot cut off his arm and that became the handle. Yeah, that was awesome. And it kind of it made me instantly think of God of War, <laughs> with uh, with because because uh, the main character has a, has a similar axe. He throws it like a boomerang, just like uh, Thor throws around Mjolnir the yep. hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mind you, Thor actually got up close and cut Thanos with that axe. Yeah, but you should have went for my head. Oh, that, that was, was a good. that was a that great was line. Yo, Josh, that was a great oh, line. Yo, they they nailed it with Josh Brolin. Oh, they did. They nailed it. And and I and I will and I will say, thinking about it, um, I'll say like one one element that I kind of that I kind of fell out of favor with. I mean, not that I, not that I really. This movie made me think about one thing. 
uh, about Guardians of the Galaxy, Peter Quill is a Peter Quill is a real tool bag of a character. I really don't like him that much. You know what? This is all his fault. <laughs> if you're gonna pin this on somebody, mm-hmm. you can pin it on him, basically, because it it's he's the moron. Yeah, they had it and he blew it. So you know what? If I was Tony Stark, I take my my rocket and shove it up his ass and send him <laughs> into space because he's worthless. I'm not a fan of the Guardians, mm-hmm. and I just think they took a, a decent B team and then they Hollywood him up. I mean, Dave Batista is just oh yeah, you can't act for shit. Not he's good. A, he's, Whoa! And then well, I mean, Zoe, Zoe is Zoe, and I mean, eh. Nebula, I, Mantis. I thought Mantis of of the group. Mantis was, and you know what? Finally, for once, the rat wasn't a pain in the ass. I I, I <laughs> thought I thought Rocket Rabbit. was okay. Um, Groot was worthless, other than he was only in it to cut his arm off. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. so. So, getting to this for a second, do you think they gave us too many characters, and people were just like Bucky didn't have a lot to say, and Groot was kind of worthless? Do you think that they went overboard with the characters? That people didn't get enough. I wouldn't say overboard, but yeah. I think it's inevitable that some characters are going to get the short shrift in terms of screen time. Yeah, but I think that they made enough of an impact to actually matter in the long run. I I, I would yeah. I agree with those yeah. sentiments. Vic. Yeah, like it'd be different if like they were if they were featured and did nothing. Then that would be that would be something that 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 I disagree with. Um, but yeah, with the Peter Quill like. I, like I really don't like him anymore as a character because, like, mind you, they had the perfect plan and, and they were almost ready to like to like get ri- to like pull the Infinity Gauntlet off of Thanos's hand, and they were almost done. And then when Thanos dropped, said that, "Oh, I killed your girlfriend" or something to that effect, and then Peter Quill, because mind you, he has this he has a mental and emotional capacity of an adolescent. You know, he he acts out like a teenage brat would, and he starts banging Thanos in the face and yeah, wounds their better plan. Remember. He didn't say he killed her. He goes, I, I had to. And then Nebula was the one that said yeah. he did it. And then Quill, but Tony Stark caught on enough to like, he saw it going down fast. He's like, no, Quill, don't. No, Quill, don't. Mm-hmm. And if you see Peter, actually, Spider-Man had the gauntlet off his hand. Mm-hmm. It was, he caught it with his fingers mm-hmm. at the last second. But Quill was acting like a first-class jackass. Mm-hmm. And it, it got, it, it cost everything. Yeah. So John Aponic says, "Yeah, but didn't it? But didn't get nearly enough Captain America." Well said. That's true. Yeah, Captain. It, I thought Captain America came up a little short for for screen it? time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big winners in this movie I thought were Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch. Um, it showed me that Iron, like I'm not an Iron Man fan. His movies I I think suck, but I think he's a fantastic team movie person. Mm-hmm. He he won big big in this one. I thought he was fantastic. And Thor, I think those were the four winners. Thor was a yeah. badass. Yeah, Thor was, was. badass. Oh, when no, he no. got the when he got the Stormbreaker, like yep. he came through like a boss and just started doing damage. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? That was what's up. That was dope. I think mm. Scarlet Witch was the biggest badass out of them all. I mean, she's trying to kill the man she loves or mm-hmm. the robot or whatever you want to call the vision. Mm-hmm. She's focusing her energy on him and she's holding off Thanos. Yeah. And she's going through the distress of, oh my God, oh my God. She's trying to, she's crying because she's killing someone she loves. She's holding him back and she's doing it. Yeah. And she won. I mean, mm-hmm. if anyone came out of that movie... The most powerful person. It's her. Yeah. And you know what? I think that, you know, the, there's a, another Marvel story called The House of M. Mm-hmm. And um, she's a big player in that. And I'm wondering if that's how they're going to introduce 
the mutants to the universe. Oh, okay. Like have her create them or have her release it. It would be a nice tie-in um, to, to bring the mutants in when the time comes. Right. Mm-hmm. But she was, I mean, like I watched that movie and I was like, wow, she is powerful. Yeah. And like I said, and like I said, the four of them, like Tony Stark, I mean, he really impressed me in the movie. And then, you know, Thor was just, well, Thor was just Thor. Thor yeah. Um, he, he lived up to the, I guess it's from Ragnarok when uh, he was whining about his hammer being broken and, yeah. mm-hmm. and his father's like, you're not you're the god the of hammer. hammer. You're the god of thunder. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, did this movie make you guys want to read Infinity Gauntlet, go back and read the yeah. Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah, yeah I just got to mm-hmm. find the time to do it. But yeah, it's on my list of... Yeah, same yeah, no, here. I got like so much to read. I'm actually almost caught up. I'm reading Regan, Days of Future Past now. Rock Hokos has copies. Oh, good. Yeah, he blames me for ordering many because mm. he couldn't find them, but it really wasn't my fault. Yeah, they were underneath the shelf. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, so we have we have extra copies of it. So we do have the Infinity Gauntlet. All right. Yeah, and also uh, with Vision, um, I think I think somehow because my because if you remember um, Shuri and uh, Bruce Banner, they were trying to figure out a way to extract the ge- the gem from his forehead while maintaining as much of his consciousness as possible. I think that they'll bring back Vision, perhaps in a diminished form, and then like if you if you notice when he died. Like his body went completely gray. gray yeah. I think when he's resurrected, he'll be all white, like in the comics, yeah. or like the older version of Vision. Yeah. And then, like he'll have, he'll be like completely separate from the Infinity Stone and be his own being, like totally. Yeah. I think I think that's where they're gonna go. I think. The the, the weirdest thing about that whole scene was when he was taking the stone out of his head. Yeah. I was looking at his hands and I'm like, how the hell is he gonna be able to do it? I figured he was just gonna like pop his head and just pull it out like a cherry but mm. it was like he he really didn't do much damage to the head i mean he ripped it out mm-hmm. but because his fingers are so big and the stones are so small i was like he's gonna have to and he was just like think like yep. no problem i was like oh yeah and he caved mm. his forehead in too <laughs> yeah oh man Thanos was badass yeah and man i i can't wait to see how how they how they conclude the MCU as as we know it, but it's not going to be the conclusion of the MCU. Like there's going to be more so, and it's, oh, it's going to be more. So my thing is like, what's next? Well, they're going what more I'm, cosmic. That's, so yeah. what I'm hearing is like they might go with the scrolls. Yep, the scrolls. That's why like Captain Marvel, they're mm-hmm. going in a in a cosmic direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that's going to pan out for Avengers. Um, yeah. They're talking about Nova might be getting a movie. Captain Marvel. I like to see it. Talking mm. Moon Knight, but he's not cosmic at all. I want to yeah. see. I, w- I would much rather see Moon Knight in the in the Netflix yeah. series. I mm. hope. I, well, yeah, you know, well, the Netflix is like a, a poor man's MCU. They're, yeah. they're not. They're not. They're street uh, level. Yeah, they're not yeah. taking uh, characters that they have to put a lot of, you know, CGI or or whatever special effects into them. Mm-hmm. They're all pretty. Easy. So so Moon Knight would be a perfect. Right. Perfect character for that. I want to see Namor. I'd love to see him. Yeah, yeah. He, he probably they probably will bring him in because isn't he like a Black Panther? He no. was like a Black Panther adversary. Well, yeah, yeah. Point. Fantastic yeah. Four too. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, and you know, for for all you DC haters, um, mm. DC did a really good job in Justice League with Aquaman. I mean, the the effects. I mean, that scene under the harbor when he's mm. he's stopping the water. I was mm. like, that was well done. So it shows you can do an underwater. It could be dumb, but it just. It uh, it shows that it can be done. Yep. It's just they just need the right people behind it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because Jason Momoa, I think he could pull off that version of Aquaman, but as long as they have the right people, like directors and writers, yeah. then it can actually really take off. Right. Yeah. And but directors don't last long in, D- in a DCEU. Yeah, it's like a revolving door. Like with the Flashpoint movie, they. Oh, I know. Yeah, they've they've gotten the directors of Game Night, which is a yeah. f- funny movie, yeah. by the way. Um, like a it's a dark comedy. Um, but yeah, any other uh, final other thoughts about the? Uh, I got Infinity Easter War? eggs. Inf- Easter I got egg, okay. Easter eggs. Um, okay, yeah, so first of all, Vormir, which is the sixth planet from the. I try to spell, write it out as best way to Helgenters, the Helgenter system. Yep. Yep. Uh, in the comics, it's actually part of the Kree Empire, and the creatures called Vorms actually lived there. They didn't make an appearance in the movie, mm-hmm. so possibly could they make an appearance? But they had like limited appearances, and most of their interactions were with Thor. Okay. And their first, the first appearance was in um, Vormir was Avengers one twenty three, which came out in nineteen seventy four. Mm. And it was also the origin issue of Mantis. Ah. Oh. Okay. So there you go. Two Mantis. origins in one story. Nice. Oh. She was, you know what, too? She was pretty badass, too, for that, like, that 10 seconds when she's on Thanos. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was like, holy shit. Yeah. Because she... he's a big dude, and, like, mm. she she managed to, to tone him down. I was like, wow. Mm. Go Mantis. Yep. Okay, I did the rest go. Oh, and there's actually an arrested development. <laughs> My cousin told me about that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So um the Russo brothers were at they actually came to came to fame by uh oh. doing uh arrested development. Yep. Well, in the back if you look in the collectors in the scene with the collector, you know, he's always had he always has some type of Easter eggs. You just really have to look whenever you see him. But if you look in the background, you actually see the character Tobias in all blue when he tried to become a member of the Blue Man Group. Mm-hmm. So you really have to look for him in that scene. Wow, I didn't know he was in that. Well, if you <laughs> if you see the, did you you stayed for the credits, right? Yeah, yeah. They they make a comment about Arrested Development in the credits. Oh, okay. I saw that and I was like, oh. And then I was trying to figure out what the hell it was going, what they were talking about. But yeah, yeah. The okay. Russo brothers they did Arrested Development. Um, okay. Nice. Okay, the Defender arcade game that um, Group was playing. Mm-hmm. Was actually a um, yeah, it was a 1981 arcade game that was released for the Atari 20 um, 2600. And basically, the premise is that you destroy alien invaders and protect the astronauts, just like the plot for Infinity War. Mm. Okay. Um, I think one... I've, I think I played that game when I was a kid. <laughs> I, I did. I did have an Atari 2600. I know. I, 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 I played. Atari, I, I played about five or six games, like Centipede, Space Invaders, yeah. Asteroid, and I think I've played that game. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I need to go to Toy Ball and get one. They probably have one. Mm. Um, of course, the obvious one. We have a Hulk. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was a. Yeah, Loki mm. says that to uh, Thanos. I forgot the exact line, but, but he actually tells him like, "We have a Hulk," and then that's when Hulk comes in mm-hmm. and gets his ass whooped. Yeah, and that's what Iron Man told Loki and Avengers. Exactly. And yeah. that was the last time we saw the Hulk. Oh, we'll see him. He, he, I mean, Bruce Banner is suffering from from uh, Hulk ED right now. He'll 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 get it. He'll get it up in part four. Um, he better. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, let me see. Okay, so actually, Thanos, when he has the Reality Stone, he turns Drax in the blocks and Mantis into ribbons. He actually did that in the comics to Eros and Nebula. 
where I believe Nebula was the Nebula was the ribbon and uh, Eros was the blocks. But you, you get that that's a good point he's making about about um Thanos. Up he really didn't want to kill anybody. He just wanted the stones. If you fought him and he had to kill you, because they were going to attack him and he just kind of was like, he, he, they could have died right then and there. Mm-hmm. It would have been true. nice if they got rid of Batista. But they didn't. <laughs> they brought him back. He was one of my predictions too. So, yeah. so, so in, in that regards, if you watch as he's going, he's not killing people. He's, he said, let the universe pick. There'll be no... It doesn't matter. There are three of us at the table. One of us is going to die. It doesn't matter which one of us it is. It's not the smartest, the strongest, the best looking. It's just going to be random. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of kind of cool yeah. um, in regards. So the fact that he wasn't really... The only one he killed was, was his daughter because he had to. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to kill anybody else. He, that's Getting back to your comments about Tony. Yep. He didn't kill Tony. He didn't. He didn't have to. If mm. he dies, he dies. What I want to know is how he knows Tony. Mm. I know he you. Did, yeah, he did know Tony. That yeah. was actually it. Was an Easter egg. You're I not the only up. one cursed with knowledge. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking about it because, like, because Tony, because Tony's flaw is that, like, anytime he runs into something like extremely dramatic and serious, like, like at the end of Avengers, where he almost sacrificed himself yeah. by uh, throwing that nuclear missile, and he was traumatized by that. And you saw that the events how that unfolded in Iron Man three, and then his his overprotectiveness helped, enabled him to create Ultron. So in a sense, Tony is kind of like Thanos in that like he has a desire to protect the people, but his execution ends up causing more harm than good. Right. The only difference is Tony eventually learns that, but Thanos never reaches that point right. because he never he never thinks that he's capable of harm or evil. Um. Oh, Peter Parker and his alien uh, movie references. Yeah. You know, oh, there was this really old movie called Alien, and I was like... Well, you know what I hope they mm. do in the fourth one? I hope they make... Um, I hope they have him, and, and you know, I'm like, I'm like I said, you know, I'm not a big comedy guy, but with all this crap that's coming out of James Cameron's mouth, oh, yeah. I hope <laughs> they make a, a funny reference to one of his movies, kind of like a dig. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like be like, yeah, you remember that shitty movie, Avatar? You know, or... or uh, yeah, someone do like the Terminator go like, oh, oh, don't worry, I'll be back. And then Peter be like, oh, please, that movie sucked. You know, something <laughs> like that. Just to kind of, you know. Yeah, twist the knife a little. Yeah, it's just if he wants to make yeah. comments, you know, make comments back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Subtly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then another another one was Peter, at, when they were fighting Thanos on um, on Titan, Peter actually flips, um, flings his web into Thanos' eyes, which was actually something that was done in the comic book as well. And... Mm-hmm. Thanos actually pins him to the ground, which was like a. They were both like direct scenes from the comic book. Mm. What was he saying when he was like phasing in and out when Doctor Strange was opening the portals and he kept hitting them? Mm. He was making comments. I couldn't hear what he was saying though. Oh, I, I can't. Was it just what he was doing, like kick to the face or something like that? I can't remember. Maybe yeah. maybe it was something like like I I could see you or something like that. Yeah. And then like and then you notice when he used the soul gem, like Doctor Strange's soul kind of wobbled out of his body a little. Yeah. yeah. Another thing too, is, which is another reference, alien reference that he had, that he had was when he was like, "Oh, um, if a baby alien comes out of my stomach, I'm not having it." Yeah. Which oh, was yeah. from Alien. Alien. 
Or aliens. Well, both. Yeah, yeah. both. Oh, it happened in both of them? Mm-hmm. There, were, there were aliens coming out of stomachs all over the place. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, oh and then, um, obviously, we already got into Captain Marvel. And the snap at the end was also something that happened in the comic books as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kept talking about that a little too much. The foreshadowing was kind of yeah too, too obvious with that. It was kind of, you don't need to keep telling us. We know. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of. Yeah. I like how he had his, his armor on. And then mm. after he got through the Asgardians, he's like, ah, shit, I don't need any more armor. I'm good. Yeah. And you don't yeah. see it anymore. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. I, that's all I got for Easter eggs. Okay. So, so, uh, so yeah, would it, is it safe to say that you guys would recommend Infinity War? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You know I do. I'm, yeah. you know, oh, I'm yeah. representing. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and, I, and I will say... Um, uh, at, at my screening uh, in my rogue, it was fairly packed because I went to Warwick Mall, the Warwick Mall Showcase Cinema. That's where I went. First yeah. Time. yeah, I went there at nine thirty a.m. on uh, last Friday, and um, there was a there was a father there with his uh, with his son who looked no more than like maybe three four years old. And at towards the end of the movie, when the characters were fading away, the the little kid was like, "I want to go home. I want to go home." Aww. And I was, and I was like, I was, in my in my mind, I was like. <laughs> Sick nice. <laughs> I nice. was like, hey, I said it. I wanted to see tears in the eyes of children with this movie, and I got it. I got it. And you say I'm heartless. You hey, say I have no conscience. It, no it was really like it was. It was the deaths were all really other than Gamora's, but even that wasn't. They were all kind of anticlimactic. Like mm. nothing really. You know, I've been. I stayed off Facebook for a couple of days because I didn't want to know anything. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I'm reading it. And then, like, the people I'm reading from people, they're all like, I expected more. And as I'm reading all these things about people and then p- people I'm talking to, I'm like, what the hell? It's like you're talking about Star Wars all over again. What do you people expect? Mm. It's like you keep thinking, like, you want more. They gave you a damn good movie. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah there, are some, there are some minor flaws in it. Mm-hmm. And there'll be things you don't like, but (coughs) it's still a damn good movie. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel like with Star Wars, it doesn't matter how good the Star Wars movie is that it comes out. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to be first in line. You're going to read about them buying their pre-tickets. You're going to see it on Facebook. I got my tickets for Thursday night show four days early. Mm -hmm. They're going to be so excited. And they're going to come up like, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to (laughs) be. And you say it all the time. And Mm -hmm. it happens all the time. It's like they're just not happy. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know what they're expecting. But it's like, come on. Be realistic. This is, it's a comic book movie. Special effects. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. And I mean, I know some of the things we talked about were, you know, technical and whatever. You can't make everything perfect. Mm -hmm. But it was a damn good movie. Oh, and yeah. for people to be like, oh, I thought the first two were better. Let me tell you, this movie was better than the first two combined. Because mm-hmm. the first Definitely two, you know, you know, exactly. Yeah, no question. Well, the first one was great, especially for its time. For its time and it was the first time like something like that was really done. We're yeah. finally seeing, you know, we're getting these characters here and there. And it's, become, it's starting the big picture. And this, that's when you got... The first uh, appearance of Thanos, mm-hmm. so that's when we're like, "Yo, we're really about to get something bigger, like coming." So, and then part two was part was one. Kind of just try trolling a lot. Part two was Avengers two was Avengers one, just instead of a carbon copy. Instead of 
instead of a- aliens, you had robots. Yeah. It was really the, the same, pretty much the same movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just this one was just... And that's, that's the thing. It's like you said, everybody's expecting some type of clim- like climatic end. It's not the end. Yeah. Cause, cause, There's more. Yeah, because in that in the context of that movie, you you needed you, you needed to feel something like right. mm-hmm. Loki died, and it was like, damn, they really killed him off, mm-hmm. but they kept it moving. It but, was the beginning of the movie. It yeah. was. It was I, but I think everybody expected Loki to die, mm-hmm. so I don't think it was it was a surprise. Mm-hmm. So so it was like if they had killed Black Widow, people would have been like, oh my god, they killed Black Widow because nobody would have seen oh. it coming, right? Mm-hmm. But but it was like they didn't kill anybody, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like when you read a, a see a TV show right or read a comic and they show the team and someone dies in this issue and it's like someone's wife that you've seen once and you're like really <laughs> yeah that's it oh, I'm sorry to hear it they didn't they didn't <laughs> they didn't they failed to ki- like. I know there's going to be another one coming and someone will make the sacrifice in that one, mm-hmm. but they could have killed someone in this one. Someone yeah. needed to, to go. To like, yeah, it's cause, cause you really, I mean, I'm sure we all got the gist of like, yo, okay. Thanos is pretty powerful. Yeah. Like, but you needed that, that major kill mm-hmm. just to be like, this motherfucker really means business. Yeah. Cause even though he killed Loki, the God of mischief. Yeah. Loki's like nothing compared to like Thor, or, you know what I mean? Like the power wise, right? Mm-hmm. So, so he needed to just kill someone, something so important, like just something that, like I said, where people weren't expecting it, mm-hmm. something that would have made people be like, <gasps> yeah, so. yeah. Nick Quatrini says, I was very happy with this film. Ultron was my favorite for me until this one because I invested in Scarlet Witch's character. She lost a brother in Civil War. She lost in. Uh, Ultron. Ultron. Yeah. Well, and she could the in Civil War because she because the new laws and when she blew up that building and the guilt she and the guilt she felt. Oh yeah, because of like the Sokovia Accords, so, they were enacted yeah. because like crossbones. Like she tried to put move them away from that building, but then exploded. Yeah. At that embassy. Yeah. My thing about crossbones too, because I know I caught a lot of flack from the from you guys in the earlier episodes. I thought he was a garbage cat. He was garbage in the movie, but he just was just a cool looking character in mm-hmm. the movie. I mean but like I like how he I just liked how he looked like how the yeah. armor and stuff looked mm-hmm. compared to how he looked in the comics. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like damn crossbones that looks pretty badass. Mm-hmm. He ain't shit but <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and kill him, but I'm like, he looks pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say so. You know, yeah. Um, I would say like my final thoughts on this uh, on Infinity War is that it's like I said, it's an it's an excellent film. It's definitely one of one of MCU's finest films. Yeah. Um, I'll say yeah, it's better than the first two Avengers films. I'll say Black Panther is my number one favorite still, with with Infinity War at number two, very close. Um. I'm 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 gonna see Infinity War again at some point. Uh, Let me know. I'll have Trevor go with you because he wants to see it again. <laughs> Get me off the hook. Yep. <laughs> and um, and I'm just looking forward to seeing Avengers Four to seeing how they wrap up this iteration of the MCU and where these characters go from here. Exactly. I'm because because with Kevin Feige, as he said that like after Infinity War is gonna be the MCU pre Infinity War and then post Infinity War. So I'm 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 
really looking forward to seeing how these characters develop and if we're going to see some new new versions of these characters if should like Iron Man and Captain America die if we're going to see new versions so yeah. so so let's say Captain America gets it we actually have two options for for to replace him Falcon <laughs> or Bucky who who would you guys I think the more logical choice would be Bucky because yeah. of their connection and plus Yeah, but if they're going to stay true to the source material it probably would be Falcon. Yeah. Well, they both did. Bucky, oh, they both were okay. Bucky oh. when they when they killed Cap in the comics, Bucky took over. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, so either one could do it. That's why it's kind of like this conundrum. It's a big one, it's yeah. a big toss up. Which ones are going to be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I I uh I kind of like Bucky. I, I thought I like the scene with him and Rocket, by the way. That was kind of that was no, that oh, was yeah. good. Oh humor. yeah, when he was swinging, yeah. he was swinging yeah. a rocket around, they were both shooting. Yeah. I was like, that oh, was cool. That, that was, was cool. Great. That was that was like I said, that was good, good humor. Like like, you like Black Panther. I like Captain America. I think the Captain America movies are the best Marvel ones. Mm-hmm. And I think that there there are two kinds of Marvel movies for me. Mm-hmm. There are the actually there's three. There's the kind that have, um, what I call. It doesn't matter who the character is. It's it's an it's an ensemble movie, mm-hmm. like Captain America, and uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Then you have the kind that it it feels like okay, well this is going to be a Carl scene. This is going to be a Victor scene, mm-hmm. and I find that to be like the Guardians and and uh, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a it it's just not as cohesive as the others. Mm-hmm. And then there are the comedy ones, which again is the the Guardians and. You know, I'm not a big fan of that, mm-hmm. but I find the way that Black Panther and, and Captain America went, mm-hmm. that style that they do for me works better. Yeah. You know, the subtle humor. I, I don't mind humor, mm-hmm. but slapstick, it, it, and Guardians is just, I think Guardians, they threw it out there, like, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then when it, it did well, I think they were like, oh, well, look, the soundtrack did good, so now we're going to... Like, this woman made him one tape, and we're hearing nine million songs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I grew up well, making tapes. Up, yeah, you end up getting yeah. the Zoom. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah. So now they're, 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 they're running the gambit. So, like, they keep trying to push too much out of a, a good thing, yeah. and they're making it more forced, and it's just not working. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think that... Um, that's the kind of like I said. I like the uh, the Captain and the Black Panther movies because they have that. Just you don't feel like it's like think about Black Panther. What really? Who stole the show? Nobody. They all they all worked well. I mean, mm-hmm. his sister was like hot shit, mm-hmm. and he was the villain. Killmonger. He he was he was a frustrated villain. He was pissed off mm-hmm. and. You know, it, but it was it was equal to what everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. Nobody, it wasn't about one person. Right. Yeah. It was about the whole cast, and they all worked so well together. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like when I watch a Captain America movie, it's like there's a captain scene, and then, oh, my God, we got to have a Pepper Pot scene, and then we got this villain, and then we got that one. And it's just, it feels like we're taking all these scenes and making a movie rather yeah. than we're making a movie about characters. Yeah. Like, it's more, it's like less organic. Right. So I was a little worried about this movie feeling if it was going to have that forced effect. or mm-hmm. And they, they made it. They, they made it work. They made it work. Oh, yeah. It didn't feel forced. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I agree. And uh, and I'll, 
And I'll say before we wrap up, we do have one email. Uh, email from our from our dear uh, friend, the supervillain, uh, John Haponic, who's a lifelong DC fan. Uh, here's, here's his email. <clears throat> uh, Ten years of waiting for that, his subject line. Uh, hey, fellas, my short review, Wonder Woman was better. Additional thoughts. For starters, I'm Team Thanos. Marvel now has two solid villains with Killmonger, who is dead, so I guess that's just one. Nonetheless, I appreciated Thanos' distorted, distorted view of balance in life, and he exceeded my expectations. My favorite part of Infinity War was easily Captain America's hair. Did he use product, or does it fall like that naturally? I want that, I want that look and thought about it the entire movie. As for the film itself, didn't hate it. I, I, I admittedly liked the first half, but slowly lost interest in this mashup of a film. Sure, it was cool to see everyone on screen, but my god, I got so bored with certain storylines, especially Scarlet Witch and Vision, and the comedy sometimes sorely dragged. Admittedly, I was entertained and am mildly, mildly annoyed that I have to wait another year to see this thing finally conclude. I suspect everyone will be brought back to life, so, so that downer ending they created lacked any real emotional punch. Therefore, everything was just a waste of time. Now, wouldn't it be amazing if there was no Black Panther or Spider-Man sequel now? Uh, this movie also hurt my enjoyment of the Guardians group. Star-Lord punching Thanos in the face? Good grief. Charlie Brown, that's just awful writing. It's not Thor 2 or Iron Man 2 bad, but still fails to meet the quality standards set by Wonder Woman, Dark Knight Rises, even Days of Future Past. Your number one Codex Prime supervillain, John Haponic. P.S. Captain Marvel will be terrible. I, well, I, first of all, Ara says eat a dick. <laughs> I was just going to say that, John. Can, can I say something to John? Go ahead. Yeah. John, before I got here, I just want you to know we were talking about um, um, Black Panther and Wonder Woman. And I had said, you know, DC did something right and Marvel screwed the pooch. And um, I said that, you know, first, you know, Wonder Woman was in Batman versus Superman and everyone said she stole the show. Mm-hmm. Then her movie came out. And it was fantastic, and it built off of the, the you know Batman versus Superman, and then you know Justice League rolls around, and she's the leader, and again she stole the show, and they kept progressing properly with her. Mm-hmm. Then Marvel comes out with Black Panther. He's in Civil War, and he's a pretty cool character, and everyone's like, "Oh, I can't wait for the movie." Mm-hmm. The Black Panther movie comes out, and it's great. And then this movie comes out, and he's inconsequential. Didn't matter if he was in the movie or not. It was just. They they really dropped the ball on a on a really hot character that they had that they could have, you know, really taken to the to the next level like DC did with Wonder Woman. So John, I hear you on that. Um, I just think that Marvel, you know, made a mistake there, and I think that was that might come back to bite them in the long run. Just my opinion. Okay, uh, that's fair. Take, uh, that's fair. They could they could have had you know Black Panther. I mean, you had. I mean, he, it was like. You really could have, other than, you know, if, if it wasn't at Wakanda, you wouldn't have even, he would have been like Bucky or Falcon or, you know, Rhodey's or yeah. or whoever, really. Hmm. Kind of true. Yeah. I see your point, for sure. I do. Yeah, he was just there to give uh, Bucky his arm back, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's a cool looking arm, though. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> badass. Yeah. 
So we're going to go straight into question of the week. Uh, last week's was, um, what were your predictions? Uh, we pretty much, everybody who sent in their their uh, predictions, yeah. they all basically just said it in the chat and all that. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to go, we're just going to go to next, to next week's. What is a comic that you think everyone should read before they die? Oh, I like that. Wow. I got a few, but I've got a few too. Yeah. Well, you told one issue or, or a story? Uh, I'll go with story. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, jeez. Um. Hellion. Well, yeah. <laughs> Cheap plug. Cheap plug. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there are a few. Um, I, I, I like... Um, Dark Fall Night, um, Dark Knight Falls. Um, when you kill Batman, okay, with Bane, um, that whole um, story was really, really good. It was that well. When um, Bane, Azrael, yeah, Bane breaks his back, back yeah. and then he has Azrael um, take his place instead of Dick. So there's there's that little animosity between Dick Grayson and him, mm-hmm. and Dick's all mad. He's like, "Well, you, you, why'd you pick him instead of me? It should have been me." And he he was like, "I I knew you." Like he didn't say he knew he couldn't beat Bane, mm. but he knew Azrael could, and his concern was uh, Azrael. He needed to who's going to take out Azrael, and he knew Dick could take out Azrael. Yeah, so that's why he did that. So that was a great story. Um, there's there's one um, way back. DC used to do um, comics in their annual, so it would have a, a beginning, an Alpha and an Omega, mm-hmm. and in the middle it would go to all the annuals, and it would connect it. So DC had a thing that was called Armageddon 2001. Mm-hmm. It's a fun, fun story, um, but the readers were smart, and it was supposed to be uh, um, Captain Adam was supposed to be the bad guy. Okay. And it ends up, they, they changed it to Hawk from Hawk and Dove because the readers saw the eyes and they, they knew, so they had to do some changing. Mm-hmm. But what it was was the bad guy, Monarch, starts off, and he is like, he wants to make sure he becomes Monarch, so he sends this guy, he, creates this guy kind of like Silver Surfer becomes Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. But the guy's named um, Wave Rider, which if you watch um, Legends of Tomorrow, that's the ship they ride on, Wave Rider. Okay. And he's supposed to travel through time, so that was kind of a nice plug. Mm. Um, so Wave Rider goes to all the annuals to see the heroes to see how, where their future is going to take them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a fun, it's not one of the best stories, but it's, a, it's an enjoyable story. Mm-hmm. So it, that's a good read. Um, Oh, God. Apocalypse. Oh, what's it called? Uh, Age of Apocalypse from mm-hmm. Marvel. That's a good one. That's yep. a fun one. You got to get the whole... It's a thick, thick story. Mm-hmm. You got to get the hardcover for that, or it's like four trades. Oh, wow. So it, it is, it's a good one, but it's kind of like a different look. Like Wolverine doesn't have one of his hands. It gets cut off. I think mm-hmm. I have that one. Yeah. So that's, I'm, that's pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I have that one. I have to go look at my shoe boxes, but yeah. I think I do have so I'll, I'll just stop there. But those are kind of like the, the, the fun ones. Mm-hmm. All right, what do oh. you got? Um, some comics you should read before you die. Um, definitely Watchmen by Alan Moore. Uh, v for Vendetta, also by Alan Moore. Um, uh, Why the Last Man by Brian K. Vaughn. That, that's an excellent uh uh, See, now you're making me think of other things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn I'm, trying to get all these li- I'm trying to get all these lists because I may yeah. just look. Carl, Northlanders by Brian Wood. It's a Vertigo yeah. book. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's about Vikings. Ooh. Oh, it's really good because it's, it's, not, it's not like there'll be like a six-issue arc about Carl, mm-hmm. and then there'll be like a three-issue arc about you, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and then a five issue arc about me. It, it's not the same yeah, person. The it, story. It, but it mm. keeps going, and it, it's such a good read. Brian Vaughn's a really good Brian. Um, Brian Wood is a really good, oh. Oh, yeah. good writer. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and my last one is a uh, Kingdom Come from DC. That's that is a classic. Alex Ross art. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, for mine, I would have to say um, I'm actually going to start off with a DC one, um, The Killing Joke. Oh, that's a good story. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like that one line. All it takes is just one bad day. Yeah. Like that hit me. Um, I will say something to have Victor put me on to Black Panthers and um, A Nation Under Our Feet. Mm-hmm. I'm all. I just need book four. Yep. Of. Briggs Lamb. Oh, really? That's supposed to be. They're supposed to be making it in a TV show. I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I hope so. That, I that, hope so. I that is I'm, in the talks. Yeah. Yeah, I think my my biggest fear is that we're going to get all comicked out, and I think people are going to like lose that interest. Right. Mm-hmm. If if it's not if things aren't done right, like the Inhumans, because you notice the Inhumans came out, and then all of a sudden it was like people started like. Less talk about the Netflix shows. Yeah, when they first came out, it was like, <gasps> and then they've kind of each each one has gotten a little bit worse, and then mm. so I'm kind of thinking like now like The Walking Dead, and and did you see the finale of The Walking Dead? I did. Okay, is it me or just just tell me that would not have been the perfect way to end the series? Yeah, like it I was. was like two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, you know, people say, you know, Negan too long, but it's like the episodes, there's only, you know, what, 16 episodes? Yeah. And it, it's, it was only like, really, how long was he in their timeline? It was only about two months, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like, it would have just been a good way to end it. If people are getting tired of it and you're looking for an, an ending, that finale was like, I was like, oh my God, this was like the perfect way to end it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that stupid stuff they had Maggie say. It's like, oh, yeah. she's not even going to be on the show next year, probably. They're not sure yet. Like, contract-wise? Oh, yeah. I don't know if, they, if she's yeah, renewed. Yeah, it's, oh, wow. Pull the plug. Yeah, it's time to pull the so, plug. So, so yeah. the comic thing, you got to be careful. Like, we're treading right now, I feel like, because there's so much coming out, and they're making characters and you know that maybe shouldn't have movies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so we'll see. I had another one too, but I just like completely lost it. Donald Duck. No, mm. <laughs> like uh, so, I was Saga. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah Saga's saga. a good one by Brian K. Vaughn. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's very good. Yeah. Some guys are like. Did you hear Michael Bendis? By the way, for those of you who don't know, Michael Bendis joined the the DC universe now yep. writing, mm-hmm. and he just did um a little short story in Action Comics one thousand. I saw that. I saw Action Comics 1000. And they introduced was... a new character in it. Mm. It had like 10 different covers or more, but they did introduce a new character. So if you're going to pay seven ninety nine for a book and it's a monumental book, you know, give us a new character, and they did. So that was kind of a good thing. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. I, I think I may just try to hurry up and get it. Then. You better. Yeah. There aren't many left. Yeah. I'm going to have Reagan put one in my box. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that for you tomorrow. Appreciate it. Indeed. All right. But yeah, that's it. All right. So uh, yeah, once again, uh, uh, Jim, thank you so much for oh, joining us uh, on the Avengers Infinity War talk. 
And uh, thank you to everyone uh, who joined in on our show. And uh, you can always uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and watch all of our episodes on Facebook, uh, YouTube, listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. I think that's I think that's it. I think I got yeah, everything. I think you you kind of got yeah, you got it. Yeah, in one breath. All right. So that's for awesome. now, make mine Codex Prime. There you go. Stealing yeah. from Marvel. There you go. <laughs> that's right. I can't I can't end it better than that. So with that, as uh, as I always say, peace out, nerds. Later. Later. Later.